Hey everybody, welcome to the eighth episode of the Relevant Podcast. Today we're going to talk about um, two different albums, one that Jason recommended to me and another one that I re- recommended to him. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, you can start with you first. With the uh, Mastodon? Yeah. All right, yeah. So um, the one that Jason had me listen to was Crack the Sky by Mastodon. I really like this album, dude. Um, I loved the the energy of it. I really loved the drums. Yeah, their drummer's nasty. Yeah, that was some good. I love their solos too. Oh, in the in the song "The Czar," mm-hmm. that had that had a tough solo. Also, oh, yeah. the I loved how much levity there was, mixed with heavy moments. Yeah, they really play off of the psychedelic, melodic stuff very well. And that's kind of why I wanted you to play you that album, because that was, that's, I mean, for most of their fan base, they consider that to be their opus. Really? Okay. Yeah. So the reason why I picked it was because they have still some of, like, the heavier elements that they did. But most likely, well, not most likely, with a lot of metal bands, they just get progressively more melodic as time goes on. That's just how it goes, especially as they get older. It's hard to do that type of stuff, especially vocally. So, you know, you have to change your music to account for that. But that's kind of their main big, I, I would say that's their biggest melodic turning point. After that album, they started to get more and more melodic and more moody and more psychedelic. Um, yeah, dude, because I love melodic uh, melodic metal. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite genres of music, you know. I've talked about Tool a lot on this podcast. I love them. Also, Gojira, well, specifically the, the newer Gojira, like the Magma. And so I know mm-hmm. we were talking about at the store. I haven't listened to their old stuff. I don't um, think you'll like their first album. Um, their second album, you might find some of the guitar stuff is kind of cool. But he, I mean, the coolest thing that they that he the lead singer does on the earlier albums that he plays with a lot of weird effects on his voice. He does scream through the majority of it. But he also has moments where he just does weird vocal things that you wouldn't expect him to do, which is kind of what. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of what separated them from the rest of the death metal bands. But like I said, with them, same thing with Mastodon. They just got more melodic over time, but they still have really hard-hitting um, elements of that in their heavier music. But off of that Crack the Sky record, which one was your favorite song? Uh, the Sar. That might have been my favorite one. That, so, I love... That song yeah. was so good. I loved like, how... It just, oh man, it just got me going. Like you know, music where it just, it just gets you going, and just like, it feels like it's just igniting something like in in your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very inspirational yeah. genre. That's that's the thing I'm saying. Them and two of the ones that got me into writing, uh, more of the melodic stuff that I do now, are also just inspires me to be a better technical player because right, more so with right. Mastodon, their their shit is difficult to play. A lot, a lot of the stuff they do is hard. But that one riff in the Czar, that um. You know, it does like the very melodic break, and then it goes back into that heavy riff again before the solo. Yeah, it it does the break, and it's more of like kind of just like a soft rock kind of. Yeah, kind it's of one of my with the, with the drum beat going kind of slow and the yeah yeah. That's Ghost always a really fun riff to play. Was excellent. That was my favorite song for a long time. I love see like that 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 first little melodic lead part that they do at the intro of the song yes that was very good that kind of what sucks me into that john like nice delay very trippy sort of atmosphere 
something that's very interesting. Your ear immediately catches on to it. It's not a difficult listen at all. You're just curious to see where the song goes next. Like stuff like yeah, that honestly, always grabs me. Right. Yeah. Same. I think the, I'm not saying the album got better as it got, went along. Cause I think all the songs are fantastic, but I liked the, the second half of the album better, like from bizarre and on, I was just, I was sold. I mean, I was already liking it in the beginning, but once the star hit it, I was like, all right, yeah, I love this album. This is, this is excellent. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, like I said, it's it's what the fan base considers as their as their opus album. But um, what song was your least favorite? Um, hmm. I, I mean, I know I I literally just listened to it, and it's yeah. a lot to take in. But <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do all of this in one take, especially since it's fresh in our head too. And that's kind of when I'm yeah. when I'm gonna do the album that you recommended to me. That's when I'm more what I'm gonna talk about. But yeah, what was your least favorite? I honestly, man, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I mean, I just want to go back and listen to it again, man. That was, it was, just, it was spicy. I think that's a good way to describe it. It's, it's just it's the sauce, you know what I'm saying? The other thing that's that kind of is like Tool that they are is there's a lot of stuff that you miss on the first listen. There's so much going on, a lot of dynamics, and the way that they mix all the okay. stuff it's a little bit muddy in the mix so it's a little bit hard to appreciate some of the more intricate stuff that they do because it's kind of in the background um so sometimes they're, they're one of those bands you have to listen to with headphones to really get the best appreciation okay. were you, you listening with headphones yes i i was listening to the majority okay. of the album with the headphones initially i had it on just playing for my phone while i was cleaning my room but then eventually i just I, I had to go outside of my room and I was like, yeah, you know what, let's put on the headphones for convenience. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was a good choice because I was, um, I, I, it was oddly relaxing too, is another thing I liked about it. Yeah, they're very trancey, even like in their harder yes, moments. Like it, because um, I, so I watch a lot of, uh, <laughs> not too, too much anymore, but I used to watch a lot of reaction videos on YouTube and a lot of mainly just breakdowns of like <laughs> oh, people God. that are, yeah, I know. But the ones that I liked the most were the ones where people were reacting to, not reacting, they were doing a breakdown. Like it was actual like musicians and vocal people that were doing the reactions, not just like random dipshits with a camera. Right. Um, they were doing okay. like actual like musical breakdowns of the artists. And there's one, um, one YouTuber that was a singer, and she was, I think it was about Gojira or one of those types of bands. They're saying the one cool thing about these types of bands that's different from the rest of the genre is a lot of metal is just super abrasive. And a lot of people mm-hmm. find that relaxing, but for the people that are not used to that genre, there's only a few bands that can have that effect that like you feel relaxed and stress relieved when you listen to them when you're just because like the screaming vocals really just cut through the fucking mix and that's like really hard to take away your focus from. So if you don't like that kind of style, then that's really what your brain lashes to. But if you have like cool instrumentation in the background of it or the vocals are mixed and they're very layered and then also like they just have trippy riffs along with it, it kind of just yeah. it's a different atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Um like it doesn't take away about, like with how some people need you know, you know, like good instrumentation and and um you know like a, a melodic background to enjoy metal music i i guess you could put me into that category because that's kind of where death metal doesn't really do it for me because i almost it almost just like doesn't have a soul if you know what i mean like it doesn't have that that like mm, like like that thing just that just makes me go oh it's so good like it just it, it makes me want to go out into the world and do things you know because like tool 
it, it ins- like when I listen to Tool, I, I'm so like just pumped or like I'm so I, I'm so sad or I'm happy or I'm just like angry. You know, like they just make me feel you know like I want to go out and 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 do things. But like death metal just doesn't I don't know. Like it just, just doesn't really make me feel <clears throat> much. You know. I think so. The way I always look at it, because I don't really like the genre for like a song structure reason because a lot of it is very loose and it's a little bit more avant-garde i like it more for like the like if you get more into playing metal as a guitarist you really have more appreciation for that sort of aspect because with death metal i don't think of like hooks or lyrics or the screamer i always think about oh this is a really fucking cool riff that i want to learn so it's a very guitar player heavy genre so if you don't like that sort of abrasiveness all the time and you only can appreciate, you know, like I said, the instrumentation or anything else. That's really the only thing you can grasp on. But for me, I don't listen to it because it, you know, relaxes me or makes me feel pumped. I love the guitar right. riffs for just right. straight yeah. death metal. Because a lot of, I can a, believe that, yeah. yeah, to me, a lot of extreme metal like deathcore and all that kind of shit, it gets it gets old. Like people doing blast beats on drums, just Cookie Monster screaming and fast riffs. Like it gets yeah, boring for me right. really quickly. Mm-hmm. But there's only that's why there's only a few death metal bands that I actually really love, and a lot of them do super intricate shit on the guitar and the bass and the drums. So that's really the what only are way. Those bands that you, uh, those death metal bands that you do like. One death metal band that I love it's called Tech Death. It's like technical death metal, which is like the most ins- like even more than prog. It's the most insane genre in terms of musicality. It's super fucking fast. It's highly technical um, in terms of ability. It's there's one band called Beyond Creation. There's another band called Archspire. Um, but in, in terms of like more like the evil sound, the like we were talking about before, Behemoth, they kind of mix black metal and death metal a little bit. But okay. a lot of their stuff to me, What's like black metal is it's like the stereotypical like church burning face painting kind of like just evil sounding metal. But the whole okay. joke of the genre is that it's very bad. It's just production's awful. The sound is just bad in general oh, yeah. yeah what is, oh, is, is ghost is that black metal no ghost is more uh pop there, there's no screaming in ghost it's all just like okay. hard rock riffs and some of it's kind of creepy and slow but majority it, it's like stadium rock and especially with more of the albums that they do they just so, dress like it but they're not okay. like that do you like ghost i did i don't really i kind of fell off from them because the lead singer is kind of a control freak and a lot of good musicians from the old albums they basically quit and he had a bunch of lawsuits with them so he just is becoming the axel rose of that genre <laughs> just a very kind of diva like and he kind of lost right. my respect on this last album that they did because they're just ghost writers that they have produced so it seems like they're just really trying to chase commercial success than really have integrity with the music regardless if it sounds good or bad that's subjective but it just didn't feel like it was coming from an honest place and that's where i kind of fell off of them but i love them i've seen them maybe three or four times i've seen them the most amount of times that i've seen any other band which is pretty funny right okay but yeah dude i i really did enjoy this album this was, good. I mean, dude, I guess you know my tastes really well. Like you, I'm glad, man. Will, you're going to like this album. And I was like, all right, I'll take a listen. And Yeah, I did. I mean, I want to go listen to this in the gym on Monday. I, yeah. yeah, and I, 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 I could I, just put this on <laughs> just the whole time. <laughs> it did, dude. It's inspiration. It pumps you up, especially the um, Divinations, the song with the banjo intro. Like that thing, like the fast pace of the song, it really <laughs> just it keeps out the same throughout the whole way. It's what I like. It's a really good gym song. Yeah. Also, the last um, song. The I, Last Baron. I, 
Yeah, that was getting me going. I didn't know if you were going to like that one because that one has a, um, a lot of stuff going on and the structure is a little bit weird and it's a very long song. I didn't know if you are going to like that or not. Well, I mean, it being long doesn't bother me at all because I, I enjoy listening to long songs. Well, it's not the fact that it's long. It's just the fact of like the way that they structure it is a little bit strange. So I didn't know if like you were going to like that all the way through. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't necessarily notice that on my first listen. Because, yeah, keep in mind, I, I did like just listen to this. So I, I, I'm going to go back and listen to it and see if I noticed that on the second time. Well, if you like it on the first listen, that's pretty much game changer. Like it's some, like I like for, I honestly thought like it was going to take you like two or three listens to really like it but the fact that you like it on the first album or on the the first lesson is not bad but oh, yeah it's barren or just the whole album the whole album in general oh yeah i i love this yeah that's cool yeah they've been a huge inspiration to me since i was in high school and like i said they do a really? bunch of different types of genres <laughs> or cover a bunch of different types of genres through all the albums that they make and like, right. I, like i said most metal bands their newest stuff is a little bit more not tamer, but it's just a completely different direction. I still feel like this is their best album. Um, I don't know. It's just the one. I don't know if it's the best album to me because it's the one I got introduced to them with. But it's just I, uh-huh. don't, I don't think they're ever going to make one like it again. <laughs> but um, but I think yeah. Anything else? Um. No, I mean, I would say anyone who's listening to this who hasn't listened to this album, I think it's great. Especially if you like bands like Tool, Gojira, anything like that. You're going to you're gonna like this. It's kind of a mixture. Like, they take the aggressiveness of um, that sort of metal and then they kind of blend it with some of the trippy melodic stuff. And they do it in a very, like, um, how should I put it? They make it very palatable. They take very weird ideas and concepts and sounds and they make it. Oh yeah. A lot of people can listen. This is very palatable. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is like a lot of many people would think this is overbearing or anything like that. Um, yeah. And just, I, I love it when metal music just, it gets inspirational and it just makes it just, um, I don't know how to say, Oh, like it has gravitas and it just makes you want to just, you know, like like finish that lap or like finish that rep or just you know get that get it done. You know, I, yeah. I love music like that. Yeah, and that's the other thing too is like they, like I don't know if you really got a chance to listen to the lyrics because some of it is a little, like I said, it's a concept album, but you know, like you kind of have to listen and or not listen. You have to kind of pay attention to it throughout the whole way to really kind of get a grasp of the story even though it's hard to tell a story in lyrics like that especially when they're repeating right. and there's very few of them yeah um, i don't really remember anything about the lyrics honestly yeah um i do wh- need to listen to this again yeah so that's the thing is like them with me they i love their album art their album art is awesome i love the themes it makes me always just you know tap into the wonderments of the world or always makes you think of yeah, ancient past I, yeah that's why i love tools covers yeah those ones are more like kind of drugged out psychedelic these ones are more like you know mystical fairy tale not really failed here but more of like um i guess folk tale i should say they're very there's a lot of folk element and and also like i said in some of their eps that they've done like they have a very whimsical folksy kind of sound Uh, okay okay so that's that's the thing I love about them the most is like it makes me think about other types of art or like other you know mythological creatures or just shit that happened yeah, in the past. Because that's a that's a thing that people don't really take into account when they listen to music is like 
it's like what does this make you think of in terms of real world things you know because yeah. when, I, when i listen to tool like you know it, it makes you think of um like exotic like eastern places well i mean e- exotic to us but you know um and and stuff like that and just like um yeah and like our, our place in the world if you know what i'm saying i mean because i obviously i have no experience with that because i don't that's i haven't dabbled in those kind of the you know <laughs> <laughs> you're being very vague for a reason <laughs> yeah i'm also my parents house no no i'm fucking ready <laughs> um yeah i mean but that's that also doesn't have to be the point like you can get you don't have to get a specific you know boxed in criteriaed version of enjoyment from music you can it's your own spiritual personal journey you can do whatever you want yes that's another reason why i love music like this and tool is because i feel like i'm just in this own my own world that only i can understand you know like yeah. i just feel like i'm in this like i'm just i've been transported to space and like i'm just in this own like little bubble that only i can know you know yeah and the one thing that playing off of what you just said i don't have to really get that also from the because like when i was younger i listened to a I, I mean, I listen to the main shit that I listen to now, but I feel like now I have yeah. a lot wider range of genres that I like to listen to. Same. So there's there's elements of stuff in other genres, even in genres I don't like, where I kind of hear that and still get that same feeling, even if it's like a fleeting moment or a piece in a song. So I always love the beauty of music in that way as well. So right. like I can branch out of my comfort zone and still get that same feeling as opposed to the stuff that I always do all the time. So that's the one thing yes, I love. That's why I'm really thankful that you showed me this because... You know, I wouldn't have ever thought to listen to this. I mean, I maybe heard of Mastodon like a few times, but it's it's hard, you know, because when you get in those those traps of just listening to the same music over and over again, which there's still good, it's still good music, but you know, yeah. you gotta you can't just be listening to the same thing over and over again. I'm a firm That's, believer in, yeah. in. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm a firm believer. I was in, just gonna sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. That sorry. That's, sorry. That's, sorry. <laughs> All I was going to say is that that's, you know, the textbook definition of insanity. Yeah. Doing something the same and expecting different results. Har, 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 Facebook memes. Anyway, um, so I'm a firm believer in context with anything in life. And I think sometimes when it comes to complex music or weirder music, you have to have somebody show you the right context. It's like if you listen to if you just type up them and just listen to a couple of their songs on YouTube, just kind of out of place. It's just going to be like, okay, I can kind of see where they're going for, or I don't really gravitate this towards at all. So you kind of need somebody that, you know, knows them and been listening, or you need any, you need somebody that has been listening to somebody else for a long period of time to really, you know, introduce you the right way. So that's why, you know, starting with this album was probably the best way to go because I think it's their best work. So cool. if you think another album might be better than that, it's still the you know a good introduction. So now I was like, okay, I'm curious to check out the other stuff, um, and to see because sometimes it's disappointing to listen to a band's best album first because then the other stuff doesn't compare to it. <laughs> yeah, that's why um, I because when people ask me, they're like, oh, what's Tool's best? Al-? Like I want to listen to Tool's best album, and when, when like they haven't listened to Tool before, I mean obviously I want them to listen to Lateralis, but like I'm not saying that it just goes so downhill from there. But I think Lateralis is just. It is the best one. And I think it's the one that gave them the most success, I believe, like like mainstream. Really? Because Anima okay. was a cult classic, but I don't remember if they really got big 
radio play or big commercial success from that album. Like I said, this is way before my time, which is also wow. cool to listen to music that, you know, is kind of fleeting and we're not, I mean, obviously all these bands currently tour, but they're not in their prime. They're way past their prime. No. And it's very, yeah, it is. That is something to take into account. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I just like exploring music in the right context Yes, exactly. And that's why I think it is very important to listen to a wide variety of music because that's something that not everyone can do, you know, because yeah. I can I can go listening to this and I can go instantly to like Mozart or something like that. Yeah, which I I still am a firm believer that a lot of people that say they listen to classical don't actually like listen to it like that. We were talking about that. Well, no, I, mean, <laughs> I, I guess that I'm in the exception because I, I fucking love classical music, man. And like there's also like, there's a lot of of different eras which a lot of people don't think about people just think about music that was composed before the 1900s with an orchestra as just quote-unquote classical and that's right. not really how it is classical is more like bach and stuff like that. he's kind of like the grandfather of western music right and um obviously you know there's like the romantics like debussy um do you listen to wagner uh wagner is he's or wagner yeah, I don't, whatever yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> and I don't listen to him as much as other composers. I like the Baroque composers the best. Because mm. like, he has uh, a lot of dark sounding stuff, I think, right? Bond, uh, who? Wagner? Yes, he does. Yeah. I don't know if, you, if you're if you into film music. Mm, like My uh, my dad is. My dad, like, he just okay. has a running playlist of fucking movie soundtracks. I'm not that guy. Yeah, no, I like movie soundtracks. Uh, John Williams, a lot of, you know who he is, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, a lot of his stuff was inspired by Wagner, um, Stravinsky, and and those kind of guys. Because those guys created the idea of, of well, not melodies, but more so um, motifs and recurring ideas, you know? Because, like, in Wagner's operas, he would have a theme, you know, for a character and stuff like that. And he kind of um, popularized that, that idea. And that's, you know, because John Williams is the same thing. He has a... Uh, a theme for Darth Vader is a theme for the force and a theme for all this stuff, you know, and yeah. these recurring ideas that build off of one another. Well, it's supposed to, because that, if that falls flat, it really fucks up the energy of the movie. Like they're making yeah. a specific emotion and sound for that scene. So if it misses its mark, like <laughs> it just completely yeah. fucks it up. But I don't know. I, so yeah. what's interesting is like, I know all those guys, I've seen all the movies. I like the soundtracks. I think a lot of them have really beautiful melodies and I think they fit the mood of whatever scene that they're in perfectly. But I never find myself like sitting down and listening to it. It's one of those things where I appreciate it and I think it sounds good, but it just doesn't move me in any way. I don't know. Okay. Cause like very few, even though I play instruments and I love, and I, when I listen to a lot of music, I focus on the instrumentation in the background, but for some reason, a lot of instrumental music, it has to be like super interesting for me to really just make me feel something. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause there's a lot of bands where I wish they were instrumental because I think the vocals ruin it. And then there's a lot of instrumental bands that I wish had vocals. Cause I think it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's very what, strange. What bands do you think should be instrumental? I think a lot of death metal bands should be instrumental because behind the screaming, sometimes there's ones that are super melodic and they have really good melodies and really heavy melodies and the vocals really ruin the mood of the song because it clashes too much with the rest of the music. Um, cause like I, I love extreme metal. I've been listening to it forever, but there's just some bands where it's just, I, 
don't think that I don't, there's very few screaming vocalists that I really love. There's some, there's, there's others I can tolerate. There's some I can't stand. There's mm. some I just like, but there's very few that I like, I get some feeling from them. So there's a lot I wish were just instrumental. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I, I'm not saying that Slipknot should just be instrumental because I don't really like Slipknot that much. I love his voice. But, I love his screams. I love his melodic stuff. And they also have a lot of different variety of music as well, like especially as their albums go on. And he also has a he the lead singer has another band called Stone Sour, which is more hard rock and more traditional. So you might like them a little bit more. The instrumentation, I think, is a little bit more boring, but uh, his ability to create hooks and choruses that are super catchy is uncanny. Like it's crazy to me how like he has a very pop centric vocal structure. And it's very, very earwormy. Okay. Yeah, like I said, you have to listen to their newer albums. Their old stuff is is just chaotic, and I like that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because anytime I say like, "Oh, I didn't like this band," I always have to take into account how many albums I listened to and which ones they were. They have a lot so of albums. For Slipknot, I think I only listened to like the first two or three. I was no, like, that's what I'm saying. You have to listen to yeah, the newer stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll be willing to try them again. Yeah, I'll be the, willing to try literally anything, dude. Like I'm just, I'm yeah. very. I mean, I hate to just sound pretentious, but like I'm a very open person when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna listen to that. Like, I'll I'll listen to it if you well, want no, to. Well, no, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But what I'm saying is, like with Slipknot, they like they're not like those first two or three albums that they have. They're not like that anymore. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah but like, I um I didn't really after those few albums I listened to, I didn't want to listen to more. But right. if if we want to do that for like a future podcast, I'll do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need to listen to the music in the right context. So if I told you right. one Slipknot right. album to listen to, you probably enjoy them. Then if you just listen to their first album first, because that's like their most raw, intense album. Like he, he's like a fucking, bands, he's like a alcoholic drug addict, and he was just losing his mind on that album. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was just a very dark time, and it reflected the music. But like I said, that's what I mean when I say music in context. You just have to start with the right albums, and then, like I said, when you listen to this genre more, you might have more appreciation for that harder stuff. It might kind of pique your interest because that's kind of how it happened with me. I didn't like harsh vocals at all when I was younger, but then there's a couple bands that kind of slipped it in, and then you know it kind of evolved into what it is now. Um, Ojira is one of the only bands with. Like harsh, harsh uh, yeah. vocals that I st- I still enjoy. I st- I like um, how what's his name? Who's the singer? Uh, Joe. Duplanche. Yeah. Yeah, I I like his voice when he does that. It's it's very nice. It's because he's a very unique screamer. He um especially on the later albums, he mixes a lot. He he does a lot of harmony under his screaming. Like he'll straight up sing the notes underneath of the screaming tracks in the studio and live. He kind of has to change the voice to where he does more of a pitch scream more than the growl because there's so many layers of harmony and melody in their music underneath of not even just the vocals, just with everything with the guitars and the bass. There's so much melody in their music. And I think that's why a lot of people that aren't into extreme metal get into them because they take a very extreme thing. They make it palatable, but they also do it in a unique way. And it, the vocals usually don't clash with the rest of the sound. Like, it's not a very abrasive, harsh sound, even though it's an yeah. aggressive tone. Yeah, especially on Magma. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he was screaming on a lot on that album, but even though he was singing, like, like if, because, like, the rest of the music was a little bit tamer, but, like, he was screaming a lot on that album. Yeah, Magma is, is, is very good. I knew, I do need to 
listen to what is it is Lavon Savage Lavon Savage something like that it means like a feral child or wild child or something like that Savage means like savage yeah an enfant infant enfant yeah but um but going to the album that you recommended to me which oh yes what did you think oh so guys this is um uh this is called Argentina, guitar of uh, the Pampas. Las Pampas is the northern region of Argentina where Buenos Aires is located in. Um, this is just like kind of Argentine folk music with the guitar. Um, yeah, so what did you think, dude? Well, first, I'm glad you gave the introduction because I was going to look into his past a little bit to kind of see so I can give myself some proper context. But the one thing that I was going to make a point with later, but I would just like to, I guess, address now is what year was this made? Uh, let's Do you know? see. 97. This was recorded in 97? Yes. I don't know if the songs were, the songs might've been, well, I would guess were probably written before that, but it was recorded in 97. So, so he physically recorded these songs in 97 yes okay so that makes me have a different opinion then um first off there's a lot of fucking this this is a i'm not gonna lie this was a little bit of a difficult lesson because the songs were short and they're all instrumental and there's a lot of stuff in a 45 minute time span so it's hard for me to get to everything in here um but no i do like it i i have a bunch of notes to organize my thoughts because there's a (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on with this one okay yeah um so the songs that stood out to me the most were, um, and I'm gonna butcher all these fucking pronunciations. That doesn't matter. Asencia <laughs> was one. Yes. El, oh, uh, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. The yeah. opening track, that one is probably the strongest, and then oh, El yes. Codiciado was another That's one. That's one. Yeah. Uh, Trinos y Alas was another one. El Tastao. Fourteen yeah. uh, Gaquel. Lejania. Yeah, I do like that one. Yeah. yeah, and then Lehanya. So that's the ones that stuck out to me the most. Um, so starting off with like the, like I said, the reason why this was a little bit of a difficult listen is because I think since I don't listen to like classical Spanish music all the time like this, the the structure of it was kind of interesting because it's I had to really focus and listen to all the I, I was trying to catch all the subtleties in one take. So it's like I was Ooh. really putting a bunch of attention to it. And I think the one thing that I don't like about, I don't know if this is subjective to him or just this genre in general, is the the change of tempo and sometimes key, which is crazy because I love that in metal where it just changes time signatures or tempos. But okay. this one, I feel like sometimes it takes yeah. away from the main melody of the song to just go into like a little, you know, shreddy lead part, which is okay. on top of like a cool melody. So sometimes the stopping and starting kind of got to me, but... The first one, Asensia, I love that little high note percussive thing that he did. Oh, yes. I yeah. love especially there's like the intro and then he goes into the main part of the song, which is yeah. uh, it just it catches you off guard. And just like the way it just hit the the main, I, would, I, I don't know, riff, but like the main, yeah. like just I like that. I, I don't know how to speak. <laughs> just like that after like the, the main part of the song that melody just oh i feel like i'm just it's so relaxing it just feels like just just raindrops are just like coming down and yeah 
Oh, and that's so nice. It makes me so when I listen to it, it makes me feel like I was in some medieval, you know, field about to walk to the castle. Like it, yeah. It gave me a yeah. yeah it gave me that's a, a very story. yeah. It gave me a very very cool feel. Um, the one song on this like and I made the note for the one I didn't like the most. I'd say I think is the one that I like the least. Or I, yeah, the one that I like. God damn, fucking jumbled so much shit. The one that I like the least on this album was the El Coriciado. And the only reason why I didn't like it was because I I don't know if it's just the style, but like it just sounded very like it was very messy and didn't sound like there was any structure to the song. Like it just was like him riffing for a couple minutes. Yeah, um, honestly, I think that song was the least moody, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, I didn't I couldn't really feel anything from it, but also like it just it, a lot of it sounded off time. Which is which is cool. Yeah. Like there's a lot of especially for like, you know, there's no quantizing, there's no you know, pitch correction is just a dude in front of a microphone is what it sounded like and him just recording himself playing. So I like a lot of that raw stuff too. But for this specific track, I, I don't know. It just sounded very sloppy. Okay. Um, so yeah. I didn't really, but um, the one thing I actually liked is the, on. I have to do this track by track because I'm trying to remember all the parts in the songs. I should have done that. I didn't really take as much notes for. Well, this one, the... I mean, that one was a little bit more easy because like there's a lot of stuff that grabs you. And it, there's All a right. lot like and there's vocals so like you In can a remember. Overt way. There's yeah. also not that many tracks on that album too. There's maybe what like seven, six tracks on Crack This Guy. Yeah, there's seven. There's like fucking how many <laughs> tracks in this album? They're all instrumental. <laughs> so let me see. I, I, there's eighteen. Yeah, exactly. I had to take fucking notes on this one, otherwise I had no okay. idea. But yeah. um, this is the one when I was when I was listening to it, I really liked because it, it reminds me of those parts in movies that were silent. And it's like, I, I remember I, I'm laughing at this now, but when I was listening to it, I made the note that it sounds like that dramatic part in movies where like a ballerina is dancing really quickly. And there's something like stressful going on in the background. Then like the kind of, when the crescendo comes and it just falls, like, I just pictured the ballerina falling, you know, this kind of scenes in mm. movies. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I got that one. Um, which track was that in you said? Those, uh, Trinos y Alas. Yes. I know. Alas mean wings. I don't know what trinos means. It's, I mean, I could kind of get, it's very, you know, flighty, little bit airy, kind of, I kind of get that. Oh, and that's the wings. thing, so. And that's the other thing, too. Like, if I know what some of these mean in English, it also, because I think for instrumental music, the title of the song is really fucking important. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I never really thought about that. Well, because since there's no lyrics or vocals or anything to really, t you only have the mood of the song to, you know, you have to make up your own context and you have to see what does this remind me of when I listen to this or what do I hear in this? So I feel like if an instrumental song has a really cool title, it really can like accentuate the music, especially if you can kind of get the same feeling or like, oh, it really does sound like the title. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Kind of like how the title of a movie really matters, you know? Exactly. It's it's just, it's all part of the art, and it's more important yeah. than instrumental music because that's the only thing you can play off of is the cover art and the titles to really just yeah, set the, the atmosphere. Art, I think the cover is is cool. It's I cool, love, man. It almost so, looks like a like a video game cover. It's yeah, kind of interesting. It's very Red Dead. Oh. It's a badass cowboy on a fucking yeah, horse. Yeah, that, that cowboy with that red poncho and you just see the shadow over his eyes. So it's just so mysterious, you know? Yeah. Riding on the, I believe it's a mule. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, in, yeah, horse meal. I don't know. It probably was yeah, meal. Yeah, just those, <laughs> those Argentine. Yeah, just those Argentine fields. Yeah, man. And also, like you were saying, we were talking about the titles. Do you know what the number one? I don't know who said. You know what the first track means? Ausencia. Ausencia means absence. Okay, I got the complete yeah. opposite by f- listening to that song. That didn't sound like a very, you know, it wasn't that sad to me. It's very interesting because like it, it's classical in in a way. It, it's very much like a Spanish classical guitar. It's not really flamenco, but it's very much no. it's classical. Flamenco kind of like, is super percussive and a lot quicker. Yeah, and it's more like dance, and it's more like yeah. you know, it's the gypsy style. But I don't know. Have you ever heard of Tarrega? No, I haven't. He is kind of like the 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 guy everyone touts is like he's like the greatest classical Spanish guitarist of all time. Okay. He plays a lot of this kind of style of music where it's not flamenco, but it's it's like this. It's very. It's not. Well, that's the thing about classical music is because it doesn't play on your emotions in the same way as um, contemporary music does. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it makes you it, it, it honestly. It activates your intellect a little bit more and it forces you to think. It's very cerebral. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. And that's part of the reason why I love it. Um, and I also forgot to mention the guy's name is Roberto Lara. Um, yeah. I need to listen to his other stuff. because. Uh, yeah. So yeah. another track that I thought was cool was the El Tostao. Which, Tostao what is that? I'm going to ask you what all these mean. So what does is, what is El Tostao mean? Tostao, I was looking at that. It looks like it's a Portuguese word. Okay. Based on how it's like how it's spelled. Let me see. Gotta whip out the Google Translate, baby. <laughs> Damn, I'd never figure you a translator no, from Google. It literally means the toast. The toast? <laughs> the toast. Okay, I get nothing from that one because the when I I remember this is the one I remember vividly. It's this one reminds me more of the classical scale shredding that a lot of metal guys do. Um because it was very it, it sounded like an exercise. It was very scale like. Hmm. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um then the the one I so this this is the next track is the one that's going to be my overall point for the whole entire thing is a uh, 14 Kakel, which what does that I mean? I really like that. One. That's like one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, that that was a that was a really good track. But yeah. I think the second half of the song doesn't work, which is kind of my whole point where it's like I love yeah the feel of that song but then it just kind of died down when he changed the feel I of the honestly, song. It, it should have been two separate songs yeah it should have been two separate songs um so that was kind of my whole thing it was like there's a lot of stuff on this album where like i love all the individual melodies and pieces and then sometimes he loses me with where he goes because i'm so like i'm not like listening to it like this is something i would listen to in the background when i'm doing something or if i'm trying to relax but uh, like yeah. when i'm really okay. putting focus into listening because like i have to especially playing guitar too so like I'm really like paying attention to what he's doing. I think sometimes that's why it's just like I don't like some of the structure of the songs because I'm really paying attention to it. Um, I think my favorite track off this album though is probably La Hanya. I don't remember that one as much as I should. That one. Um, so I'm the reason why I like this one because I first of all I think the melody is really beautiful. I like the way that I like the notes that he chooses first off, but. Um, Another main problem that I had with this is was the tone. Like I, I think there's very few classical guitar sounds that I like because a lot of times it kind of sounds like rubber bands. It's hard 
to get some of the dynamics and harmonic overtones of the notes because there's not as much tension as a steel string guitar. So you hear mm. a lot more nuance in the actual, you know, strings themselves than on the classical guitars. But on this track, I felt like it was the like nicest sounding. So there's a lot of stuff that he did with the bends and the slides that I could hear extra than I could with like the rest of the song just sound like I could hear him playing a guitar in the microphone. But on this track I got lost and I actually you know, forgot that he was actually playing and it sounded really cool. So, and I also liked the melody of the track too, but that was, and that was the last one that really kind of stuck out to me. The rest of them, um, the rest of them is kind of the same sort of points, but I think, like I said, yeah, Asensia, um, and Lahania were probably my favorites off of the track. Um, and the other thing too with this kind of music, I think I would also love it a lot more if I was playing it. Like if I was learning to play it and I played some of this myself as opposed to sitting down and okay. listening to it, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. I, I think I would love to play it. Like it makes me want to pick up a classical and play. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing because like, like good music, like honestly it makes me want to go like, oh, I want to play that, you know? Yeah. And it, it inspires me and I think that's the whole point. So it's like that's a cool thing where like I can listen to a full album and not like some of the aspects of the album, but also it really inspires me to pick up and learn that style because it's also, don't forget, like I'm not familiar to this genre. I don't really listen right. to it at all. So going into it fresh, and like I said, this is one of those ones where it's going to take me having a couple of listens to really appreciate all the aspects of it. But I heard that a lot in that Lahanya track because... Um, I need to go back and listen to that one now. Well, that's why I asked you, like, what year was this made? Because, you know, I when I listened to it, I assumed it was a lot older. I, I thought this would be, like, from, yeah, like, the 50s like or... Yeah, it sounds 60s, yeah, 50s, yeah. So that's why I was, like, I didn't really want to judge it off of that time because, you know, it's <laughs> a lot of years later. But the fact that this was recorded in the 90s, I don't know, it kind of makes me... Like, there, there could have been a lot of better choices for, like, oh, tones actually, and stuff. Um, I'm looking at the... the I googled Roberto Lara. He died in '88, and he was born in '27. So it was oh. probably made a lot earlier. Okay, so all right, so he's not even alive in that time. <laughs> yeah, so this is yeah, this was probably just like a okay. yeah, it was a, a posthumous thing. Okay, so that's I, I mean, okay. I'm sure the, the things were made before that. But. Okay, so the, that's what I was saying. So the fact that this was recorded a lot earlier, like I I kind of give it a pass on that. Because there wasn't really that much you can do besides just, you know, play in front of a fucking microphone, you know. Um, yeah. Um, do you think that the order of the tracks was very good? In terms of, like, the flow of the whole album? Yeah. I, uh, that's, on, that's one of my complaints about it. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I, so, like, I didn't really feel like the structure was fluid even in the yeah. songs. So, it's, like, even, like, oh, okay. to listen to, like, a whole album, like, I don't think, like, it doesn't sound like an album. It just sounds like a collection of, like, melodies that he put together. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like... Okay. But I don't think it's supposed to be. Like, it's not supposed to be a traditional song structure. It's supposed to just sit there and listen to a really nice classical melody. It's not supposed to be, yeah. like, intro, verse, chorus, bridge, break... You know what I mean? It's not supposed to be that. Yeah, so that's I why, like, a, a lot of people, I think, would describe this album as um, non-professional. And it, cause I mean, and I'm like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't mind that. Cause I, I, re- I like to embrace the folkness of it. Yeah. It just, I also, just sounds like yeah. something you just hear in like the streets of, of Argentina or something like that. You know? Yeah. It's something you'd be playing in a cafe. I don't, um, did he, yes. I don't know how popular it was. Like, did he actually play out and people go and like travel to see him or was he just more of a local staple in Argentina? Well, I want to say he did go out, but I, I can't cause I don't know that much about him. So, okay. 
Um, yeah, and like I said, that was that was my one thing is I think that because there's another when I was thinking about it, I was I was thinking of, of another artist. You know who uh, Robert Johnson was? No, he was a blues artist that was from Mississippi, and he was actually. So this is a long fucking segue, but it makes makes me think of this guy because it's very similar. Oh, so wait, he hold off on that. I actually I need to use the bathroom. Is that all right? And you can tell yeah. me about Robert Johnson when I come back. All right, cool. Right. So Robert Johnson was a blues artist in the like late twenties, early thirties, somewhere around that era, and he was basically revered as the pioneer of like the Delta blues. So slide guitar, very wailing, soulful uh, vocals, and he basically started the traditional like like that kind of style of blues um and a lot of metal guys and rock guys like you know uh richard blackmore from richard richie blackmore from deep purple tommy iomi from black sabbath keith richards from the stones a lot of those guys took inspiration from robert johnson and the crazy thing about him is there's a there's a documentary on netflix about this um called devil at the crossroads he was the first guy that was attributed to the selling your soul to the devil to play music, but that rumor that rumor started from basically, you know, a lot of times the churches were losing attendance because people were going and listening to blues music, so the church was losing money. So that's where kind of attributed oh that devil's music was originally blues. It wasn't um, just like rock. No, that started from blues. Is blues kind of like a, a branch of rock, or not really? Yeah. So the whole the whole legend about him, and he was very young when he died. Um, he was a mediocre guitar player, and then he had a mentor that basically showed him how to play guitar in a graveyard, and he disappeared for about a year and came back, and he was a fucking monster on the guitar. He wrote really good songs. He was a good singer. He played really interesting blues riffs, and it was rumored that he sold his soul to the devil at what they called the crossroads which is basically like a you know intersection dirt road kind of thing, but it's a metaphor for being at a crossroads in your life, right? Um, so that was his legend. But it most likely stemmed from because, you know, everybody was not going to church, they were going and listening to blues. So that's where you're selling the soul to play music came from, was from him. But what I was going to say was that music, he recorded, I don't know, maybe 28 songs before he died. And a lot of it is really badly recorded because it was in the fucking twenties and thirties. But when I listen to it, there's some aspects where I really hear the dynamics of his guitar playing or his vocals, even though the audio quality is not that good. So that's what I was saying with, in context to, uh, Roberto Lara was how old this was recorded because even like back then, even if the audio quality was bad or good, I could still hear some of the nuance in it. So that's why with classical guitar, sometimes it's hard for me to appreciate some of the melodies because I don't feel like it has too, too much dynamic with the notes. And that's only yeah. with one guy. I haven't listened to many others, so I'm sure, especially modern people that play because, you know, they can do any sort of effect on it or they have a really insanely expensive guitar with the perfect wood choice and, like, you know, all that stuff that just sounds beautiful wow. and they have different types of strings. You know, the technology is there to get a really cool sound out of any instrument, really. So... Yeah, um, I kind of have really, to give it in context. Sorry, sorry. No, that's all I was gonna say was that like I I'm not a fan of like the classical guitar tone because I don't think there's enough tension on the strings to really make it sound cool with the darn, okay. like with the harmonics and stuff. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, but, no. you know, because I think that the harmonies, especially on um, Alcencia, are just they're just yeah. gorgeous. Like I, I 
because you know what when certain music and that not just music but just when any sort of art just makes you just like Mwah, so good you know yeah Ah, oh, it just it makes you excited. Like this, this album. I mean, yeah, I do. I do have some some complaints, which we talked about. Um, but I mean, obviously, I it's more positive for me overall. And and a lot of the songs, they just they just do that for me. Um, you, you mentioned how it is more of just background music. I can see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know if this album because I listen to this mostly when I'm when I'm working in the warehouse. And I'll consider relaxing. that background music <laughs> if you're if you're doing something while you're listening to it and it relaxes you and you don't have to pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, like I would say it wouldn't yeah, be background but, music if like if you were falling asleep at night or like you lay in your bed and you just listen to it and it makes you mind chill off into other things. That's more of what I mean. But you're saying that it, it would um like truly good music. Like it's not reliance on your mood. It just kind of speaks for itself in like any context i guess well i think if it's not your favorite thing to listen to genre wise or artist wise you have to be in the specific mood to listen to it because like there's bands where like there's some metal bands that i like where it doesn't matter what mood i'm in pissed off happy angry sad lustful i can enjoy them and there's other bands where i really love but i have to be in the right mood to listen to them and a lot of the psychedelic music is like that like there's a lot of music like if i listen to it tour in the daytime it just loses that effect to me but i've listened to it at night like on a long drive home it just really fucking opens up my consciousness on that level and then you know I, I wake up the next morning then that feeling's kind of gone and there's other stuff that I want to listen to so for me personally there's a lot of emotive changes that I have to be prepared for <laughs> to enjoy music sometimes right. but that's only I, with stuff that's not my favorite genre you know right and I, yeah and I think there is like a time and place for all of these different genres and yeah um you know, for, for different times of the day and different things you're doing and stuff like that. And if you're, if you're working, if you're not working or something, I, mean, I, I could still listen to a lot of these tracks just by listening to them. And I'd probably love them. Like I'll, I'll sense, yeah. oh man, I just want to go back and listen to that right now. It's I a fun love, one to learn. Yeah. I, w- I would honestly like to learn to how to play that. Yeah. Like I said, that for one thing, I think the most positive aspect of this album for me was like it really wants me to pick up guitar and play the parts that I really liked in the song because there's a lot of times where it's like I was listening to it and I was like, huh, I wonder what he played there. I wonder how he did that. Especially like um like on that on Essencia on the part where he does that little percussive like hammer on thing on the high notes. Yeah, and then he has the bass line too. Yeah, so like I don't know if like yeah. he I mean it obviously the whole thing is finger picked because it's a classical, I assume. Um, but like, just like the way that he played it is interesting to me. It's a very specific percussive tone that I liked along with the note choice as well. And also just the rhythm of it. Okay. So so like, I want to learn how to do that part that he played on that song. Also just the whole song in general. I I love the melody on that as well. Cause I think it's the best opening track. Like it's a good representation of the music that he plays in that song. Yeah. That is, it is a very good opening track. Um, yeah. So in terms of like album flow, I think that's probably the strongest was leading with that song. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't that many slower stuff on this album that I was expecting. The slowest song honestly might be Ausencia. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, which is crazy because I thought there was going to be a bunch of other um, slower stuff or a little bit more moodier stuff. That's what was kind of was what I was looking forward to the most actually. I wonder if if he has other stuff. I was I'm curious to check out the other stuff that he's done to see if he has more somber, you know, simpler stuff to really just let the notes speak yeah. for themselves as opposed to the 
just standard traditional melody or like a cool percussive part or a very intricate rhythm just letting the notes really do the talking yeah i see what you're saying yeah well another thing this album does for me like like we were talking about well how more i was mentioning the fact how i love how music can make you think of things in the real world and obviously um i think that every um culture has that that thing you know that 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 flex almost that just they're like yeah this is our cool thing that we have you know yeah i it just i love um just the in the within the hispanosphere and like just the spanish-speaking world i just there's so much great music that they have and this just really emulates that that classical spanish like you said almost medieval style it just really makes me think of that side note hispanosphere would be a really good name for a band <laughs> and they don't even like speak <laughs> yeah. um yeah no i i think it's cool and that's what kind of a segue to the last podcast where we're like fuck everybody that's so annoying about their culture this is the one thing <laughs> that you really should be proud of with your culture is music because music takes talent to do and especially traditional music it takes very very specific um how should i say this it's a very it's a very specific way you have to play your instrument to play a specific mm. culture's music, you know? So I think that's the one thing that you should be proud to learn is your music. Also with making food as well. I feel like if people were good cooks and good musicians, that's really the only thing they should be proud of from their culture. But if they're just piggybacking off of other people's stuff, then that's kind of where I have an issue with it. But oh, yeah, like I said, I, mean, I, I know, I know we were shitting on people and we were taking like the George Carlin thing. We're like, I mean, you yeah. should be proud to be like, well, no, I think it's it, being proud of like your ethnicity is different than being proud of like your culture, you know? Well, you can be you can be proud of both and still being annoying about it. What I'm well, saying is uh, that, like, at the same time, to my knowledge, I think ethnicity is like is different than race. Well, it it depends like, on where you're from. Like, ethnicity and race can right. be synonymous in like countries I in Africa, but not separate, like countries yeah. in yeah. It's, it just honestly just depends on where you're from. What I'm saying is like yeah. I think if you, uh, I think the only way to really be proud of your culture is to do stuff like this. Is to really just celebrate and honor the stuff that came before you. And then if you take it into a new direction or if you create a fusion, that's even more admirable. Mm. I think, um, obviously not everybody has to be like that, but if you're going to be so hell struck and on your culture and you don't do anything like this, you know, it just makes it very hard for me to take you seriously. Yeah. Like when you don't actually want to yeah. go through this, like the same things, and all these things, these steps that yeah. that they all these other people went through, like you just want to piggy like bandwagon. That's what's annoying about it. Yeah, and the other thing too is the other thing when I listen to music like this, it always makes you wonder about the person because I guarantee you he would also be really fascinating to listen to him talk. Like I wonder if he does interviews. Like he probably has a very right, cool outlook on life. Yeah, I do want to listen to. I mean, I'm sure it'd all be in Spanish. Well, I mean, I'd I'd understand it. But. Yeah, I'd have to um, you know, do some more digging. But you know, just have the. It makes me feel like I want to have the opportunity to talk to some of these people because they just have a very original and very fresh way of life. And a lot of times, it's like they they say something that actually means something. <laughs> it's not just useless opiatic nonsense. <laughs> right. Right. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I like very cultural music like this. Um, I think it's inspirational, even if I, like I said, it's not my genre, but a lot of the stuff, there's it's elements mine. of it that I think are really cool. Um, and it makes so me want to listen overall, to more. Oh, wait, what were you saying? 
I just overall it wants makes me listen. It wants it makes me want to listen to it more. So so you liked it at the end. Of the I day. did. I did like it. Okay. Like I okay. said, I liked it from a guitar perspective, and I liked it from um, a melody perspective. Like I said, my only complaint with it was the structure of the whole thing. Yeah. The structure of the songs and some of the tones were kind of like I said, because like a lot of classical guitars just sound like rubber bands to me. Um. Yeah, but that's just a stylistic thing. Like that's not really a complaint towards the musician. That's just because it's not my style and it's not the type of instrument that speaks to me. Um, so that's not really. That's just yeah. more of a me thing. But I think, like I said, in context with that kind of music, I don't really know because I don't really listen to other types of uh, traditional Spanish guitarists like that. So I don't really have anything else to okay. compare it to. So I'd be curious to know, you know, like having him versus another artist and see what they do differently and say what their tones like and what their melodies like that's what yeah. i'm that's honestly what makes me really curious so like it makes me want to do a deep dive and see who i really really like in this genre we could do that <laughs> that'd be fun yeah if you yeah. ever have any other um artists that you recommend or like ones you think i would like just let me i mean obviously you know where i am <laughs> right well right honestly i like this kind of format for this episode i wouldn't mind doing this for like every episode at this point because it gives us like a, a, a theme and then it we can build off of that you know yeah we can randomly riff or do a themes doesn't matter to me i, yeah, I no, find and, and then we can yeah. also like we can hype up i can post like hey this is what this is the album we're gonna be talking about for the next one you know yeah i i think yeah. I, it gets difficult because I'm not in it to fucking go anywhere. I'm doing this for fun. So you can kind of divide your audience by having a bunch of different types of stuff. It's like you bring people in for the music and then we're, you know, sharing our dumb opinions on politics and people are like, I just want to listen. So you kind of have to build it. So like if like I'd, I'd rather do different things. I don't know if you want to take a stylistic approach to, you know, making a specific format. Oh, but right. I'm, we don't I'm have not to do this necessarily every episode. But yeah. um. I think it is a good, a recurring thing to do. Yeah, I agree. And some people just like hearing others talk for, you know, a couple hours and that's kind of the main appeal. It's, it's kind of relaxing, right. but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to just hear people just, and how it's interesting how conversations just there, how they're sparked and how like this thing leads into this thing and this, this whole causality thing. You know, it's, it's yeah. very fucking irritating to me is because i like listening to podcasts for that reason it's a very easy listen sometimes the topics are very interesting and i learn stuff i didn't know before and a lot of times when i listen back on the stuff that we do there's a lot of time like i said i i hate my my word choices i feel like i'm more concise in my head yeah, than, i feel like i'm going too much off of feeling or yeah like, i'm saying like too much like i just did exactly i do that or, all it's and, not structured you know yeah it's not sophisticated it drives me insane when I listen to these back. It's like, God, dude, I hate that I say that all the time. Yes. And the one thing, the one thing that I thought was fucking hilarious was on the last one that we did, I kept saying that's or I kept saying, you know, it's crazier. That's crazier. This is crazy. I must have said that like twenty times in the fucking two hours that we did it. So it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's not an easy listen for me to go back to these stuff because it's just like oh, I just keep over analyzing right. and over criticizing, and it just becomes like, fuck, man. Yeah, but that's why it's very hard to listen to the sound of your own voice. It can be very annoying. Well, I don't have that. Like, I don't mind like listening to my own voice, but there's sometimes, or especially since like, you know, I mean, this one's different because I actually made notes and I had a little bit more concise thoughts on this one. But when we're just yeah, talking my about, we're not very concise. <laughs> it's just because people tell me I speak way too much in hyperbole, but at the same time, I'm like, why can't I? 
There's so He's... much good out there. Like I just I love focusing on the good. You know, there's so much great things. Yeah. I don't think you speak with too much hyperbole. Um, I think like our brains work quicker than our mouths, and you or me are very similar in that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I get the trap of just like I can't describe why I like something other than just just like it's so good. You know, or like I just use synonyms of the word good. I'm like, it's awesome. It's it's spectacular. It's it's extraordinary or something. <laughs> I honestly blame or are just the way we live our life be- for that. See, like I had yeah. that clear thought in my head and I couldn't even finish my fucking sentence. I blame society for that reason, because especially with all the bullshit in our food and all the stuff that we're stressed out about and how quick the world yeah. works now. It's like you don't have time to really think about words and really think about what you mean on something. I feel like the only way you do that is through um, is like through therapy sessions because you have somebody that can help you organize your thoughts and you actually come up with really insightful stuff. Um, so I've, I've, I've always enjoyed doing stuff like that. Have you ever been through therapy? Yeah, it's not something I want to talk about right now. Well, I, you don't have to get into it. Right, no, yeah, I, I have had to go to go. But did you enjoy doing like did it was it helpful for you to have somebody like you know discuss your like you were talking about your problems or you were very jumbled and then you had somebody kind of help you organize it or really um, like explain why you did things like was that helpful to you? Well, so the first I, I had this lady, she well I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but then we had to get someone else. I I really liked this other guy I had because honestly like because there was this thing going on in my life, and. He, a lot of his stuff, he didn't really ask me what was going on in my real life. Cause he was just asking me like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? And then we would get into conversation about that. I was like, oh, I watched this movie and, and something he's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a great way of doing therapy just to, cause it was almost like an yeah. escape from, from the real world. Well, that's what I liked about it too. Cause I feel very, you know, agitated of having mundane small talk with people. So I liked having deeper conversations with my therapist because, you know, it was actually mm-hmm. engaging. She would ask me questions. I would ask questions and stuff like that. And sometimes it was funny because she even told me like, you always like you, it, it's good to get a second perspective of people criticizing the stuff that you do or asking the reasons why you do things because right. I would just talk and then she would ask or not. She would just like tell me sometimes like, you know, I don't even know what to say to you, Jason, because sometimes you just you know you overanalyze everything and then when you sit there and tell this to me like there's no reason for my input because you've already figured out sometimes you just need to listen to yourself and just do the thing you're saying and it's not as complicated as you're making it sounding like so stuff like that i've loved you know i i like getting like second perspectives on the shit that i do so i can really do it because like it's more analyzing because i I do that about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> but no I, I think i think and like i said you can Accept or deny, but I think on one of the later episodes that we do, I think we should go into it. I think there's a lot of um, beautiful moments and sadness, and I think a lot of the listeners can relate to it. So whenever you're ready, like whatever you don't want to go into right now about. Uh, Okay, okay. Because I think it's a cool thing to do, especially, you know, it helps you move past whatever, but also it's very interesting. And I've always, it's like when you're sad and you listen to a sad song. Stuff like that really just brings <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So, like in the future, like 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 stuff like that, I'd be down to do as well because it's always interesting talking about problems and you know sharing those moments. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. But I don't. I feel like I'm more venti 
on this one. But yeah, I I like I know. I I really enjoy I I think that's the whole point of music. I think music brings all of that out of people. Yeah, um, they're almost like the manifestations of just like our our internal emotions. Yeah, of course. They're subconscious like, like poking out. Emotions just external. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's just subconscious poking out and that's why um I think so there's one interview that I listened to with Maynard where he's talking about Al Jorgensen who's the singer for ministry and he was saying how he basically couldn't fucking write anything that was good unless he was high or under the influence of something and it was basically making the point of a lot of musicians are like basically musicians because there's something broken inside them that they need to express in a certain way or why we listen to this type of music in general because it gets out all those negative repressive emotions or just makes you feel comforted in that sort of aspect and it makes you have the ability to enjoy other types of music because a lot of metalheads do like a lot of different styles of music like especially the people that i talk to when i go to shows very very insightful and a lot of different music and there's genres i've never even heard of that people oh you gotta check this out and it gives you the same sort of feeling so that's the one thing that i've noticed you know with an argentine guitar yeah exactly and that's and that and that exact thing is the type of conversations i always have with people that are into this type of music is they're very, very, very well versed in anything music. And it's is why I hate talking to most people that are not into this genre because that's the, like, if it's rap or country, that's like the only shit that they listen to. Yeah. And a lot of people like the bulk of, uh, people that are like in our age range, I just, that's all they listen to. And yeah, I'm like, and right, I you do, you do you, man, but uh, yeah. you're missing out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I like a lot of rap and I don't oh, like too. I, I don't like modern country. I like some of the older country because some of the older country was very Spanish, um, classical yeah. sounding, also there, Western sounding. Some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Western sounds good. Like the for, like stuff from the seventies and stuff. I, I like that kind of country music. Have you ever heard? On I forgot to make this point earlier. Some of the classical guitar, well, excuse me, parts that on this album that remind me is. Do you know who uh, uh, Peggy Sue is? I think that's her name, Peggy Sue. I think so. Remind, feeling me in again? Maybe I think I do. She was a '50s country singer, and you know the you know the game Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. So a lot of that soundtrack was in that game, and I think that was the one song. The song Johnny Guitar is a very sad song, and okay. it had a very like it had a very cool little uh, classical melody in the background of the song. But that's kind of what it reminded me of, and that's what I was kind of looking for. And this album was some of the more laid back, sadder kind of moodier stuff you can listen to at night. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like modern country. I think it's just everything wrong with modern, you know, commercial music. <laughs> it it oh, just dude, is. Me, me and you, we could, we could shit all over commercial music for days. <laughs> we don't even have to. I, the only thing I'll say is there's a YouTube video of a guy taking like 20 country songs by 20 different artists and he puts them into one big song and it sounds like it's the same song. So that's really all you need to know. They could do the same thing with rap music. You honestly could do the same thing in every genre, but the fact that it's so fucking easy, like it sounds like one fluid song in country is incredible. It's just literally a few chords and the same structures and the same auto-tune and the same sounds and the same rap beat. In the ba- Every country fucking thing has a, like a rap hi-hat in the background. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. I, I hate... <laughs> right, I hate that like yeah. country pop 
style like florida yeah. georgia line that it, music is yeah just gone. and it's not even like it's not even like oh it's just a different genre i don't like it. music is subjective it's just a lazy fucking yeah, no, there's I'm, no there's no integrity in the music at yeah, all exactly it's because that kind of music it doesn't make me feel anything like i was saying with, with, yeah. with the death metal it just feels like it has no soul like it's just yeah. it's just it's not zero out of ten it's just it's just five yeah. out of ten. It's just I so like whatever. Yeah, I, I don't would res- listen to like a whatever album. I want to listen to either something that's like really awesome or just really hilariously bad. You know? Yeah, I agree. And I think I would respect it more if they actually wrote their own music too. Like that's my main mm-hmm. problem is like it's just a few producers from these record companies that just shit out these songs and whoever you know is the name on that song gets the credit. And that's just the thing. I just I just don't have respect for it as an art form in terms of how the music is made. But like I said, if it even came down to me liking the genre, it goes back to what I was saying about ghosts. I like that band, but their commercial bullshit that they're doing is just, and it's not even because they're getting popular and they're a sellout. Like that's not even where I'm going. It's the fact that like, you know, they can't even keep a full band because their musicians don't even want to stand him. And they have ghost writers on the tracks now, which is kind of funny because their name's ghost. So I don't know. I just kind of lost respect for that reason. So even if I liked country, I still would probably have the same sort of grievance with it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about earlier, the guitar store Coldplay. Like I was talking, I love their first three albums. They really emulate that kind of like British soft rock kind of style. It's, it's really dreamy and it's really moody and they have some really good piano, um, with uh, riffs is how you say yeah so coldplay i'm kind of indifferent to like yeah. I, like i said i'm not a fan of them but i don't have really anything bad to say against them i just don't like the music i feel like it's a little bit Seriously. more i think it has a lot more integrity than a lot of other bands in their kind of genre well, thanks because for they <laughs> well no like it's not a it's not it's it's literally just a it's not a personal thing it's just <laughs> You know, I I see stuff for what it is, or I enjoy the music, or both. It's not like I don't like. Yeah. I feel like people forget that you cannot like something and it's okay. Like it really is okay. Oh yeah, exactly. And like you so, can, like yeah, you, like you don't have to like something just because it's on like the top ten greatest whatever of all time on some bullshit website yeah (laughs) people people are just used to like seeing that fake hollywood narrative of you have to have self-love all the time or you have to pretend to like everything otherwise you know you're not a fucking socialite so you don't have to be that way you cannot like shit and it's fine yeah no people have told me that i like way too many things and i'm so positive like all the time (laughs) yeah but if you mean them it's good like you're supposed like you don't want to that's No, I keep cutting you off. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. I'm soft um, right now. No, I, I mean, you're supposed to like all that shit. Like, I I had a problem early on where it's just I was becoming way too cynical with everything. It's not good to just hate shit same, and bitch same. and mine all like, the time. Right. I mean, also, like, I, I'm also in a very good position in my life um, that also, like, external factors do feed into, how, like, your mental health does feed into how well you're... Um, Oh, absolutely. Like, you're going you're to appreciate music and stuff like that. Because I got to a point where just like it didn't matter. Like back when I was in ninth grade, I was really not in a good place. Like I, movies, like I didn't, they were so boring. Video games were so boring. I couldn't listen to the music. I feel like I couldn't like do anything, you know. Like it all yeah. was just so bleh. And that's kind of, a, I'm glad you brought up that point. Because I to make it clear for the people who are listening, it, you know, it is very difficult to do this stuff when you're not in a good situation in your life. Like I said, I'm in a good place in my life too. 
So right. I have more of my focus on that stuff because I feel like if you are in a good spot and you're still bitching and you're still complaining and you're still being absolutely cynical about everything, it's just all it does is hurt you more. It's just super fucking destructive. So, you know, if you are in that spot, just know that once you do get to that spot that is better you really have to focus on liking a bunch of shit. It's your only way right. out of this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also, I mean, we, we don't, we're not, I don't want this to be like the big discussion. Cause we already talked about this last episode, but honestly, a, a, another thing is cause like, I just, I lacked Jesus in my life. And now right. that I have him in my life, I can just see all of the awesome things that he created, you know, and I, and I can see his, his, you know, I can see the gospel in in so many different kinds of genres of music, you know, like this, um, even the, the the two albums we listen to, which are very different, I can see, I can see the gospel emulated in both of them, very very much. You know. Yeah, I think everybody has to have that thing that really just makes their life give purpose or have purpose, I should say. Yeah, because I mean, that, as humans, we we long for that. You know. But I made that point in the when we were talking, like I said, and when we were discussing that the last time, that was my thing is that I never got any sort of reverence from you know going to church or listening to people talk. I got that in the music. I got that you know, in those small moments. So like, that's where I saw most of that sort of aspect um, was in music. Yeah, man. I don't, um, I mean, obviously I'm not going to make you go, but um, you're familiar with the Latin mass, right? I've been to a couple. Yeah. But have you been to like the high mass where everything is sung? Uh, no, I don't think so. Dude, those are, they're, they're cool. They're cool. I'm down to go. It's, I don't have a problem with anything. I'll, I'll either find it boring or I'll enjoy it. Like it's it's not like right. a problem. I'll try well, anything. So, yeah. Okay. So so the high mass is the well. Okay. So in, in a low mass, every, there's no music. It's completely silent. You hear the priests um, saying the prayers in Latin, and, yeah. and that's it. Really. I mean, he he does um, he does preach the gospel and he gives the homily, but that's the yeah. only English you're ever gonna hear. And um, but so in, in the high mass, everything is sung. There is zero, like, just spoken words. Everything is sung in Latin. It's just, it's, it's, it's just music. There's, there's a bunch of different kinds of music. There's, like, the organ stuff, but then there's also just, um, just, there's just acapella stuff that people sing in yeah. preparation for the Eucharist. And it just, it really makes you just ponder the mysteries of the, the Christian faith. If, if you know what I'm saying, and and a lot of it is, it's it's in these very moody minor keys. Is that, there still a sermon through the service? What do you mean? Like, like a, is are you, if you're saying the majority of the service is sung like that, that that I feel like I would actually enjoy that a lot more because my biggest is. problem. Yeah. Okay. No, the, the only thing that's spoken is the actual homily where the priest interprets the gospel for us. Because okay, the whole yeah. gospel is just they just sing it. It's so epic. Because you know how. Um, in Islam, they they like they chant when they chant the um, the Quran. It's really cool. It's you get those kind of vibes oh, yeah. where you you feel like you're like yeah, this is something like really like ancient and mysterious and mystical almost. And that's why I'm like that. That's what honestly got me attracted to Catholicism when I when I went to those kind of masses. Because before that, I had never really been to that kind of mass. Because a lot of it's unfortunately gone. And um, I'm I'm telling you, man. I mean, I mean, uh, you don't have to go, but I, I think it'd be really cool if you did. No, I'm down to go, and like I said, I probably would enjoy that more because the one thing that I could like, the one thing that bores me to fucking death is when like whoever is doing the sermon just sits up there and just like talks. Like 
I, my problem is like they don't come with anything interesting to me with like when they're like <laughs> like just reciting something is one thing but when they're trying to like make a story and kind of make it's just oh it's so fucking boring to me i can't take it but i like yeah, them it's, it's very dependent on who the who the preacher yeah. is so I, I probably would enjoy it more because like it's kind of a darker atmosphere and it's like say so you kind of can zone out to the chance and so yeah, I, I guess just, I you feel like you're just in yeah in the zone man <laughs> you know? yeah I I'm down to go I probably would enjoy that ten times better but I've yeah, been to a, yeah, I've been to I've been to a couple masses um okay I think the worst one was my grandfather's funeral that was just fucking direct because like. It, it, for me, it's difficult to sit through a religious thing when, like, you know, like someone's dead to me, especially it's somebody I know, because it doesn't. There's no personal reverence with the words, you right. know what I mean? Especially if they're just reciting gospel stuff when the guy's right there. It's just like there's no people talking about personal experiences they've had with him. Like, to me, I think that's the worst thing is like sitting through a religious funeral, whereas well, like the actual ceremony. Me, I think. Well, okay, that's the thing. Um, in the traditional Catholic funerals, are you familiar with the Dies Irae? I, I might have sat through it. The, honestly, the, the worst thing to me, and and I when I say this, I really don't want people to get offended because it's not something I really mean with malintent at all. But well, it doesn't matter. Just, it doesn't matter. Well, well, no, seriously, like I, I mean it this way because I'm like I didn't grow up Catholic, so like I don't have the meaning of the rosary, and to me, it just sounds like they're saying the same shit over and over again. And I have to sit there and just wait for it to be over, especially like at a funeral too. It's like waiting for that to be like, it just was. And again, because I'm not Catholic, so it didn't have that meaning to me. So I'm sure it had a lot of meaning to my grandfather because he was devoutly Catholic. So that's something that you cannot skip without it. But for me, having no meaning to it, just sitting there listening to like the right. recite the okay. rosary. I see, yeah, it's, it's just kind of monotonous to you. Yeah, it's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> but again, it's not my world. It's like, you know, it's what my grandfather would have wanted. That's what makes him happy. So, you know, it's not my place okay. to say, like, fuck this. But it's just like, dude, it was hard to sit okay. through. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, as a practicing Catholic, I try to say it every day. Um, I have it on a YouTube video. It, it gets it done in about, like, 18 minutes. It's in Spanish, and it has some litanies at the end. Yeah. Um, I think well, so. The interesting thing about the rosary and why it's really important is because it each decade. So there's five decades, and each decade has a mystery, and the mysteries are essentially everything you believe in as a Christian. It like goes through all of the you know because the the different days of the week have the different categories of the mystery. So there's like the luminous mysteries, the joyful mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and so the sorrowful mysteries, you know, are like the crucifixion, or like the agony in the garden, and the joyful mysteries are like the birth of Jesus, and, um, and you know, and, and and stuff like that. And you know, there's there's the different moods for the different mysteries, and you just you just see the whole just the story of Jesus, and and you ponder the the, the fruits and the the, the morals of each of those mysteries yeah hmm. i think for me like like i said like if i i don't know if it was the repetitiveness of it or if the fact that it was really i guess i mean 18 minutes isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things it just felt like it was long just right. through it. but i don't know like i also because i was trying to follow the order and i was getting lost in the order so i was like where the fuck are they going like i because i had a sheet because like like I, I remember like reading a sheet. I was like, this is the instructions of how to do the rosary. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was trying to follow the order. I was like, where, why are they going to this part now? So I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was very strange. And I was just like, okay. But, um, 
but no, I think that's my main problem is that like, you know, I would feel more of God's presence in that just chanting and music than I would listening to a fucking dude sit there and talk about it. You know what I mean? People, yeah, people do sing the rosary, even if it takes, it takes like an hour. <laughs> I'd rather them sing it, honestly, so I can like, like get, you know, relaxed and zone out to it than just like listen to people talk about it in unison. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. I would, yeah. But um, honestly, dude, I think the the biggest reason why people commit apostasy is because they think that, um, they, they, they think that Christianity is, is, is lame. And they think it's not cool and mysterious enough. And I just think it's because people haven't been exposed to like the Latin, um, like the, the Latin mass and just that that side of, of Christianity and the Latin prayers and just like the, the chanting and stuff like that. It's just gone in, in a lot of and, and not just in like the Protestant faith and the, like that, that kind of stuff, but just even in the, the Catholic faith, it's just becoming way too just like I, I, I guess not modernized, but it's just, it's compromised. The, yeah, the music is too, like, you know, because when, when I'm in a church, I don't want to hear uh, just like a strumming guitar in C and G. I want to hear like an organ. I want to feel like I'm transported literally to another world. Like I want to feel like I'm not just in some, any other building on the street. I want to feel like I'm in the house of God, if you know what I'm saying? You know what's funny is that's what a lot of people say about ghosts is that their concerts feel like you're actually at a church service sometimes with the way they set it up and like the background of the they have like um a bunch of stained glass windows and they have a very cathedral like and they also when I saw them they played in the very old style theaters in DC and Baltimore and they were just the perfect vibe for them the sound was good it was meant to be played that way and uh-huh. like I said, a lot of people that are into this genre were probably like they were ra- like, I know a lot of people that were raised in Catholic school and they just did not have a good time. They were like rebellious or like they were, you know, had drug problems or just that strict upbringing they just couldn't handle. So they kind of flaunted to that mm-hmm. type of music. And that's where a lot of them like that. But when I talked to a lot of people, because I was generally curious why they liked the band, because it was kind of an interesting concept, because I don't get an anti uh, religious feeling from ghosts. I, it's for me, it just is more of their gimmick. Like, it's funny. Like, it's like a, the, I don't, I don't remember the story, but he's basically like every, every album is like a new Pope they elect, but it's like the same dude. And they just create like a whole backstory behind him. And okay. it's basically, they're using like a, <laughs> it's, it's more of a joke. It's, it's like they're, they're taking the whole, concept of the pope but they're doing it like if they're if like if the devil had like the same sort of thing so there was never any like um the, like you don't get a sense of disrespect it's just like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing with them i see what you're saying more than other metal bands of that genre because there's a lot of like extremely anti-religious bands like i was saying the black metal <laughs> well no well i mean yeah but they're again they're more for entertainment i'm talking about the bands that literally like burn down churches in norway like they're about that life Oh, so you're saying Behemoth is just kind of like just for shock value? Yeah, they're shocked. I mean, obviously, well, okay. So their thing is like they, they're anti like established religion because Poland, where they're from, is they have a lot of, um, I guess, theocratical laws. So like they've been in trouble with the government a lot of times. So a lot of, a lot of their anti-religious like theme in their music was basically a fuck you to the government is really more of their okay. thing. Yeah, because so I was that's say most like po- Polish people are really Catholic. 
to my knowledge. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. So like obviously they probably like that kind of music and then they I, I assume they got shunned for that. So that it's more of like a fuck you to the government of the established religion than more just religion itself. But with Ghost, it's more right. of a fucking it's okay. it's more of a theme gimmick because when you go there, like I said, there's it 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 really does feel like a church service with the music and he has like funny stage banner, but it's never like how do I explain it? Um they they do it exactly like you did like they they have like little communion wafers with their logo on it there's nuns that come like it, it's it, but it's not like <laughs> goofy to where the point where it's satirical it's just like they're ha- it's it's just like they it just they sat around like what would happen if the devil did this you know what i mean that that's kind of more of the thing oh, with them so it's not like the pope is the antichrist it's like this is the anti pope no. it's the whole inverse of all that stuff exactly it's literally okay. the inverse okay. of it so it, it's okay. like it's like it's literally like if the yeah, it's literally like if the devil was God and then he had a pope. Uh, that's it's basically they run it the same exact. It's 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 a funny concept. So it's not really. I mean, I don't know the personal religious views of the band, but they're not really like anti-religious. They're just doing it to. It's just more of a. It's like a showy gimmick. Right. Yeah, but when you, I don't know, they don't like I said, a lot of their. A lot of their lyrics are like praising Satan, but only like if like it's the same thing like they're doing it from like a because how do I explain it? It's literally just like I said, it's literally just the inverse. So it's like everybody when they listen to their music, oh, he's talking about Satan, but like he's doing it in a way like if you're talking about God, it'd be the same. Like they're giving him praise and they're thanking him for all the stuff, and you know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of that oh, yeah, way. <laughs> exactly. So that that's <laughs> kind of the way they do it. And I always thought it was a funny kind of gimmick, but um. But yeah, now they're just kind of really commercial, and it's just like uh, I've kind of lost with it. But yeah. when they started, they were a really cool band. How old are they? Uh, I don't know. I think their first album may have been like two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, maybe. I don't okay. know, they, like oh, mid two so thousands. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, they're not that old. Right. Um, definitely not nineties. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I would definitely go to one. That'd be a fun experience because I've never I like like I said I like trying new things. I've been to a bunch of different types of um, church services. I haven't been to a Mormon one. I haven't been to a Jewish one. I haven't been to a Islam or Buddhist one. But almost mm-hmm. every type of church or every type of Christian sect I've been to. Have you been to an Orthodox mass? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't really know. What categorically what's different between them because i've only been to a couple of catholic services i haven't really been to is the most similar to catholic okay in terms of all all of the the christian sex and stuff like that yeah i don't know i'm i i don't know like i've only been i can count on my hand the amount of times i've been to anything catholic related okay but but yeah yeah i'm down to try whatever um i think you can that's the other point too i think no matter what you do I think if you go into something thinking you can't pull any meaning from it, I think it's the wrong attitude to have. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that I do that I don't want to do, and there's a lot of people that I talk to that I don't want to talk to. Right, and right. I always go into thinking about it, you know, there's always something I can learn or there's always a different outlook I can have, you know. I, I yeah, think because it's, it's a new experience. and Exactly. You're, you're always going to get something out of going to yeah. something new. You know, I mean, but it is hard to go to another person's religious ceremony because you almost feel like it's just awkward and you don't want to be disrespectful, you know, and just like, you just don't really know how, how to, how to be in there. You just feel like you're just like, this is just weird. You know, it can be like that. 
I will say though, and this is my very limited experience, like I said, I've only maybe been to two different types of Catholic churches, but I've been to millions of, like I said, Baptist, Methodist, whatever the fucking shit, Protestant. Right. Uh, um, the atmosphere is very different because unlike all those other sects, like every time I've been to a Catholic service or mass, um, it's the only religious experience that I've been to that doesn't feel welcoming. Like in any other church you go to, people are always very friendly and they make you feel wanted there. But Catholics, or I don't know, I guess it, it makes you feel like you're you're not a part of this big club that they're in. Like it's a very unwelcoming mm-hmm. atmosphere. I think it's okay. the biggest okay. difference. Because you go to any, well, especially in the, especially in the, especially in the South, like everybody's so fucking like, you know, you go to a Pentecostal service in Georgia, everybody's going to be singing and dancing and happy that you're there and just, you know, come up and hug you and shit. But Catholics, they just kind of look at you weird if you're a little bit different. Really? All so. the Pentecostal stuff, or maybe it's like the Baptist stuff. That stuff is like really uncomfortable. All this like, all the stuff they make you do and the yelling and all that stuff. Oh, it can be. I'm not talking about the actual, the services. Dude, Baptist services are wild and I really want to go to a yeah. snake handling one. Because those, those like West Virginia snake churches, I really want to go to one just to see what the fuck is up. But um, but yeah, but besides the stuff they're saying in the service, which is fucking wild, um, just the, it, it's a more welcoming atmosphere if you look like me. I will say, if you're right. if you're not white, it's a very unwelcome, <laughs> uncomfortable experience. But if you look like me, it's very welcoming. But I don't know, right. I I get that same sort of sentiment of like just uncomfortable atmosphere when I'm in a Catholic service because I feel like everybody's staring at me. It's very strange. There used to be... Well, I mean, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'll, I wear nice clothes. I'll wear a nice, okay, you know, button-down okay. shirt. Like, I I dress, like, res, like, I dress nice for this. I'm not in there in a fucking band shirt and jeans and shit. Right. Like, I I look the part, but it's just, I don't know. I just feel very unwelcome every time I walked into okay. one. Yeah, That's I'm not okay. disrespectful at all. Like, I, I'll, I'll fucking do as the Romans do. <laughs> <laughs> you know because i think it's fun yeah. i think i like i don't normally like dressing up i think it's it's kind of irritating but i like doing that for specific functions like if i'm going out to a nice mm. dinner or a wedding you know i like doing stuff like that i wish we dressed up more because that's a big thing that we lost is just the meaning of like the clothing we wear and yeah and stuff like that because um because uh, i do hate modern big, style yeah yes because a big thing the, like a, a product of secularism and just oh, like the secularization of not just American, but just how and one I know American influence is worldwide now and how all of the secular influence got through all the world because a lot of the stuff here is just designed. It's it's utilitarian, so it's just going to be designed for convenience. And when with that, you lose a lot of the like the integrity and you know, like we, you were talking about, and you lose like a lot of meaning in in things and th- that's how things get bland that's where the whole stereotype of that like white people have no culture comes from it's because of like the consumerist like attitude it just it was it was super secular and it just wanted to make everything convenient and that's that's really the product of that and yeah it, it just comes from secularism pretty much i think it would come from anything anytime you have some sort of commercial or you know corporate environment like that or if I mean, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty blatant. The churches that are in it for the money and and the ones that are in it for the actual word or the communal, <laughs> um, you, you mean, yeah. yeah, like those those fucking mega churches are the ones that, yes. yeah, uh, no. <laughs> those are the worst example of that. But you know, it just depends on what you're doing. But also, I don't like to me like that. That's just human nature. So it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. I think that can transfer anywhere. 
that's just like yeah. people get sucked into an ideology and they just think that that's the only way to be and every outside voice is just the anti you know thesis of everything which is a bad way to live in general but i don't think that's specific to religious or not religious i just think that's a lot of people except you don't think that's very you know very corporate you know, monogamous culture where it's like there's a specific set of rules that you're supposed to follow, and if you deviate from that, then you're kind of an outcast. Like you don't think well, that creates a very has rules. I mean, society has rules. I mean, we all have like every single society has these these rules that they're trying to follow. That's why we're like humans are civilized. Well, for the most part, and that's why we're that's what makes us different than animals is because we're we have rules. And we're right, I'm not saying. To, wait, what? I'm not saying you shouldn't have rules. What I'm saying is like, it's a very specific way that like, it just depends on what you're talking about. Like you're not talking about morality when it's, you know, when you're wearing a piece of clothing, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't coincide. Well, I mean, you can be with clothing, you could be modest or you could be really excessive and, and stuff like that. Right. But it, it doesn't like, I don't know. How do I put it? I don't think like that topic of like it's stuff that doesn't land you in jail or like hurt other people i don't think should really be like a rule you know what i mean oh, well catholicism isn't really that strict when you, when you think about it well not i'm not like specifically naming catholicism i'm just saying like okay. having like a specific set of rules for each culture and that's how you're supposed to follow them and then if you're considered an outcast if you don't do those things regardless like i said it doesn't have any impact on you know anything moral wise or um legality wise it's oh, just it it's just a different I mean, style because i'm saying you, if it doesn't if it doesn't okay if it doesn't well, yeah that's yeah that's what I'm i mean saying. you're all, but i mean you're harming yourself you know it just depends on what it is what i'm saying is like when you have a culture that has a very specific way that they operate and you have any sort of deviation from that culture and then the people just automatically get stubborn about it i just think that's a bad way to be do you think western culture is like that I think every culture is like that. Everybody's ethnocentric and they just don't want to admit it. And that's, that's, that's very true. And that's why I think that's where, I mean, I, cause I think Catholicism, like you can see it and how in, in like all of these different cultures and how each culture that has like adopted Catholicism has, has like made it their own almost. And they still have the things that connect it to make it Catholic and stuff like that. But obviously you can see the difference in the way that, um, you know, Italians are Catholic, or the way that Irish, uh, the Irish are Catholic, or that Hispanics are Catholic, or even Filipinos. You know. Yeah, it's all different cultures. That's, but that's that's my it's point. Still <laughs> or I mean, no, if you I go know. To the, I mean, if you go to the churches in Japan, you know, they won't even have pews. They'll just have like the just the mats, and you just you just sit down on them. You know, I think that's very cool. That's my whole point. Like, it doesn't matter if it's religion or music or like every culture has a specific way that they do things. And it doesn't matter what that thing is. But if you look at anything else besides that, and then you think that's just a bad way to live, it just thinks it hurt. I just think it hurts your, it just, it, it sets you back. And honestly, I think like when you see old people that are super fucking rough and like, you know, there's somebody that can be 75 and they talk like, you know, they're still young and you can have a wonderful conversation with them and you can talk about a lot of shit and there's other 75 year olds that can barely get a fucking sentence out and i think a lot of that i mean a lot of it has to do with uh, obviously being in the military or if you have you know a lot of mental shit or your body is just breaking down like yeah. that's different but i feel like a lot of people that don't have health problems 
but their mind just deteriorates when they're old. I think it comes from like being stubborn in that way. I honestly think it just damages your brain if you don't think about new shit because you're, you know, you can't live for 80 fucking years and think the same way. I just don't think it's good for our body. Like well, sure. I really think it causes brain no, damage. It, it is incredibly important to 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 go outside of your comfort zone and to think of other perspectives, but that doesn't mean that that the norms that you were taught weren't correct. Because uh, it doesn't matter if they're there's a big distinction between that. It doesn't matter if they're correct or not, because like you're only gonna you're only gonna think stuff is right and wrong your way until somebody shows you a better way or you just there's another way that clicks with you or you gain another perspective that you came up with on your own that still coincides with your beliefs if you have that sort of cognitive dissonance or if somebody shows you a better way. What I'm saying is that regardless if you think your way is right and other people's ways you know is wrong, if you don't learn if you don't set yourself up to learn something from that experience or if you really question why, I think it just does you a disservice. The only way that's right is Jesus' way. Right, but you can interpret whatever that is in your own way. And if your yeah, way, like Jesus. if you think like your way is the right way to do it, then, you know, that's just how it's going to be. But I don't know, like I said, not even just in the context of religion. I just think that, you know, if you think about anything and just you get not, like, I don't understand how people can live on this planet for so long and just never, like, just be so stubborn and never gain another perspective about anything. Like, it, just, it blows my mind how old people are that stubborn. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is, you have to take into account, like, the internet and all that stuff. Like, they just didn't really, like, they didn't have all of, like, we, they just couldn't learn about, like, a, a, a an island culture in, like, just, like, just look on their phone and just study it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they have that they stuff now and they have the capability. They just well, choose to not do that. <laughs> Well, a lot of people watch TV. I mean, obviously, you know, watching TV is probably worse because you're not even doing any, like, you just are at the mercy of whatever somebody's telling you. But, I don't know, it just, uh, there's a lot of people that are old that grew up in the same generation that they don't have that excuse, like, they can see through whatever the thing is, right? They don't have to rely on their upbringing, they don't have to rely on whatever their ideology is, like, they can just see things objectively, and I just, that's what I'm saying is like, even though like they grew up in a different time, it blows my mind that you can live on this planet for that many years, which I mean, reality is short compared to everything else, but you still yeah. just are the same exact way and you're still the same amount of stubborn and just, I like how, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't live that long and be that fucking like cynical or be that stubborn or be that hurtful. It just, you just fucking kill yourself and you kill your mind. Truly. I'm sure that's why a lot of people end, end up ending their lives in that way. Probably because they find no meaning. Yeah, because the, the well, because that's the thing about being that's part of human nature is that we 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 have to find meaning, you know. Like we're we're always trying to 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 like figure out every single possible explanation and all these different angles and stuff like that and, and all of these possible different things. You know, that's why we do science. That's why we do religion and things like that because we're searching for for like you know like the last step, you know. Yeah, and I think in that search, it can be destructive if you don't have that balance. Like, I think the coolest part about, you know, I don't know if this is, I, I, it's been a while since I've learned about Hinduism and Buddhism. So just the practice of yoga, which I think just means like everything or nothing. Like if you, like they basically, like America, it's different, right? Yoga means you're doing a fucking high intensive aerobic exercise. 
or people can just pretend to meditate and just sit there and be peaceful wherever. So it's like, if you can't sit with yourself in that peace and just focus on nothing, you know, you're not going to get any sort of reverence. Like you're just going to like, you're never going to be content. Like everything you do, it's always going to be wanting more every, you know, All right. I mean, that's why the majority of this country is depressed. Exactly. So it's because they don't have, well, a lot of people don't want to admit that it's just because we don't have religion anymore. And well, it's that, and people just don't know how to chill the fuck out. Like, people are so high-strung, and everybody yeah, has fucking mental also, problems, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, and a lot of that just comes through the internet and how, like, how well-off we are, which when we don't even realize how we are, just because we're so used to being here, you know? But that's what I'm saying. you got to play the game, because I feel like yeah. when I was younger, it was easier for me to get lost in that overstimulation, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't learn how to sit with yourself and focus on nothing, you're not going to survive in this world. Like oh, this, yeah. our, a, a lot of people don't know how to just be by themselves. And, that's what I'm saying. So it's like if that's yeah. that's my whole point of view. When people don't fucking learn new perspectives, or they're just so stubborn, they're not going to be peaceful sitting there and just thinking about nothing. They're just going to think about shit that backs up their ideology or just like backs their hatred for shit. Like it's just it just doesn't stop. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody just needs to learn how to chill the fuck out because your mental problems aren't going to go away. Your financial problems aren't going to go away. The numbness and the overstimulation is not going to go away because we just live in this awful society. So if you don't find a way to chill the fuck out, you're going to commit suicide or just live a brain damaged life and get dementia when you're 70 or a heart attack at 40. People need to fucking slow down. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why why I'm Catholic is just because like being born here and just like just there's so much that just like there's so i think like there's just there's so much to be happy about and thankful for for being in this country which a lot of it we take for granted and it's great to to bitch and complain about a lot of things but at the end of the day like we have it great you know like like god's given us a lot of things and there's so much you know like we listen to this great music you know and it's just another thing that we take for granted just the fact that we can listen to music whenever the fuck we want because like imagine back in the day you had to just you had to play it yourself or you had to go to like like an orchestra or you had to just hear someone on the street playing folk music like do you think if and this is a genuine question not even like you know against like believing in religion or believing in god or not like do you think if the majority of the world was religious like there would be just like very few problems with everything like do you think people would still know how to handle all that I mean, everyone's religious. They just don't realize. Well, okay. I guess if everybody subscribed to the traditional Catholic structure. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am a believer in that. So you don't think like our human nature or like our, just our quest to want more and our quest to just self-destruct would be kind of getting in the way that even if like people didn't rebel against the idea of a deity or an organized religion. Well, I mean, that's why we have religion to like keep us in check and stuff like that and that's why we have disciplines too yeah but people, that's what i'm saying people can be still brought in that upbringing and still just well, feel right. the I mean, need to self-destruct be evil you know well that's what there's i'm saying like do you think of the what my i guess let me rephrase my question make it more specific sure. do you think that if the majority of the world was like that the if there would be like because would our human nature of self-destruction get in the way of that still even if everybody still had that you know standard catholic belief I mean, it would still be around, but I mean, it would just be significantly less of a problem. And it wouldn't be as be... prevalent. No, I don't think it would be. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 
I, th I think I don't care what it is like if it takes people going back to religion to just fucking chill out or if everybody becomes Buddhist or everybody just fucking they, I just think someone everybody needs to find fucking something because getting real stressful yeah, out here. No, it's because now no one the, like a big another big problem in our modern society is that just no one gives a shit about anything. You, you cut out a bit. You say no one cares about anything. Yeah, I think that's like okay. one of the biggest problems in modern society. I think, yeah, because it's hard to know what to care about because I think there's a lot of mistrust and there's a lot of evil and there's a lot of danger. So it is very difficult to put the right things to care, especially like when we're living in a country where nobody even trusts the local government. Like how the fuck are you even going to trust, you know, no. the shit that like it's it's just difficult. Like it's just it's just bullshit no matter how high you stack it. And you always tell everybody like anybody that believes in voting always says why did you vote for this person? Oh, because he wasn't as bad as the other guy. Like, nobody yeah, fucking likes... <laughs> exactly. Nobody likes the fucking candidate they vote for, and that's a problem. And they carry that attitude with everything. Like, oh, I'll do the bare minimum. And I did that with school, man. Like, I had no respect for it, and I didn't care about it, and I did the bare minimum, and I learned nothing, really. Yeah, but at the same time, school could suck my dick. It didn't matter, bro. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's hard to find the right things to care about, and if people aren't on that quest, you're right. Just having apathy fill them for everything is a horrible way to be, and I learned that the hard way. It... Yeah. I was listening to um, the Injustice for All title track. They had a line about that, how apathy is like what the government wants. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm dude. like, ooh, a lot of their lyrics, dude, a lot of Metallica's lyrics, they just like seep into my soul. They have really good lyrics to their songs. Yeah, man, that's like I said before, the George Carlin thing, they want everybody just smart enough to work the machines and just dumb enough to fucking not know how they work. And they want everybody Medicaid. They want, I'm sure they're loving this whole rise in mental health crisis. Like, oh yeah, everybody's on lithium. That's perfect. Like, <laughs> God. Oh yeah. I, I Thomas Sowell mentioned the idea of how when we're always complaining about how oh these people get paid so much money and he's like well at the same time it's like there's a bunch of different occupations like do you know how to do that no it's like yeah you're using this computer right now but it's like the vast majority of the population has no idea how it's made or like could ever construct one if their mind depended on it so it's like yeah you see what i'm getting at are you like saying they, the people that they they don't think hold on you don't think that people should bitch about the stuff that they can't do is that what you're saying yeah it's like just focus on yourself man <laughs> okay no i agree i think that you can st i i think everything should be open to criticism because i'm of the firm believer sure, like sure. every like the, the better way is gonna win and I don't think that's how our society works right now. I think the thing that is, there's so many cover-ups and deception, like the better way is not even an option. But if we were to ever find a way to, you know, have the right amount of criticism and the right amount of responsibility for shit, as opposed to just having the right, you know, knowing the right person or being the right political figure, having enough money to, you know, escape all that shit, I feel like the better way would always win. Like that's something you need dissent, you need criticism, because if you nobody questioned anything, you, it's just what's the point, and it's just rife for control. So, right, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just yeah, fucking, I have no faith in anything. Even like we, like I said, like you pointed out earlier, we have a lot of stuff that we take for granted in this country. But simultaneously, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on that our lives would be like. We could you imagine how advanced and enlightened of a society we'd be if we didn't have all this bullshit? If we actually like had innovation, if we oh, actually like, like, 
Oh, oh, like the technology being a scam, which I do agree with. You. Yeah. The did, whole, did I ever Apple bullshit? Yeah. Did I ever mention how I think like the government waters down every sort of innovative technology that we have? Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so it's like I just think that progress and growth is so slow, and I think socially we're going backwards. Everybody just believes right. dumb fucking rhetoric, and it just makes it worse. So. Well, for me, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I could complain about that, but I mean, <laughs> I live in my, I live in my house with my loving parents, and I have running water, I have lights, you know, I have air right. conditioning. It's great. <laughs> but like I said before, you're not going to have that forever. So well, once that goes away, I think I mean, you'll have a different perspective. <laughs> well, I mean, if not, that's just that's what the Lord wants, you know. Just gotta trust that He has a plan. I just think you need to prepare your mind for that sort of stuff because, like I said, when we were mentioning it earlier, it's easy to forget about appreciation and, you know, the likeness of things when you're in a bad situation. So as long as you just prepare yourself for that and just, you know, take everything day by day, yeah. then you're ready for it. Yeah. Well, also when things are just too good, it can be hard to appreciate things because, like, I, I like the thought dawned on me today. I was like, oh, yeah. What if like we were in the war with Russia and I have to just I there's they just send me over and I have to fight even though I don't want to, you know? It's a real world possibility, man. I was slightly worried about it for a little bit, but then I realized we don't want to fucking get involved in this. <laughs> no. People saying that we should. I'm like, are you literally retarded? Yeah. It's like no. They say that because they don't have they've they've never been like obviously the worst thing that has happened is people being, you know, fucking drafted to the middle east to fight that thing but they've never had a fucking home war have it be like dropped from a plane into a fucking gunfire like it's just not like that <laughs> right no but I don't know. also like um what was i gonna say and my thought left me tiktok motherfucker yeah <laughs> oh no but also yeah like, see, like like a lot of people from like like just like both republicans and democrats are like they're like no this is good because this will like this will rally the country and this will get us back together and then it's like well okay that doesn't matter if we're not even like fucking ready for it and we're not nearly prepared isn't like, it crazy that it takes a really awful life-changing event to make people stop fucking bitching at each other for one second yeah, I mean, 9-11 did that. 9-11 did a lot of things. A lot of... 9-11 did a lot of 9-11 things. Oh, yeah. Do you think that was the most important event in the past, like, of the 21st century so far? I think for this country... Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess for the Middle East, too, because there was a lot... Like, it was just awful for everybody, like the fact that we had to go in and like spend our lives and then we had to go in and they had to spend their lives for all that mis like it's just it was bad all no, the way no, around it's bad and like also it's awful something that don't people don't talk about is like when we were bombing these countries like a lot of christian minorities of these countries were just killed and there was complete disregard for their lives yeah, there, I mean, yeah, no matter what fucking faith, there's just disregard for everything. Like, it was like the thing that I don't no, like I about. Don't, I just don't like if people don't really mention that when I think it should be mentioned. Well, that's what I'm saying. That the, the thing I don't like about this topic is, it, like, to me, like, I just I saw it for what it was. Like, it was an awful thing all the way around from the second the plane hit the fucking tower to the second that we pull out of Afghanistan. Like, it's just been nothing but fucking agony, death, sorrow, economic ruin for everybody. 
you know, it's just not good all the way around. So I don't feel the need to politicize it because everybody's to blame in our country. Like nobody, like <laughs> it's just crazy the, the way people can just get sucked into political ideology and not realize that this is just an awful thing all the way around and your side is not better. It's that's just that simple. We, that's where Jesus comes in, man. You think he'd want to bomb the Middle East? No, that is not nearly. Because he's fucking <laughs> from there. <laughs> uh, yes, he is. But he's um, like, you can get fucking Saudi Arabia. Just don't hit Israel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. Um, or, uh, I'm just saying that, like, I'm just like, bro, this wouldn't be happening if we all had Jesus, man. Well, I don't think the majority of people were not religious. I feel like everybody was. Like most people that felt compelled to fight were religious, wouldn't you say? Be, but at the same time, like it's just like you were talking about with the blaming and stuff like that, and you go all the way back, and it's just like whose fault is this? I think it's just I think it's all be- like it's just a like it's just a product of bureaucracy. Like it de- it really honestly didn't even have anything to do with nine eleven. Like to be completely honest, like it was just greed. You think that just got. Okay, yeah, I think it was. I think it was just straight up greed. Like, like who? Like, do you really think our government gives a fuck if people die? Like, if you really be honest with yourself, do they really fucking care? They they build a new fucking monument in a couple years. Like, they don't give a shit if we die or live. Some probably not, but some, I'm sure they do genuinely care. I don't really know. Really? Because that's, that's why I don't like like talking about this. Is just because for the bulk of all this stuff, it's just like. This isn't really important in our day-to-day lives, if you know what I'm saying. It only becomes important when it affects you. Like, like you can look at stuff that doesn't affect you and still think that it has grave importance. What I'm saying is, like, the fact that, like, they just throw this bullshit medicine at us. They can do all this cancer-causing shit and not give a fuck and have, you know, get companies paid off to go, like, commit atrocities and not have any sort of jail time or responsibility. Do they really think they care if a lot of us die? Well, I mean, like I said, some... I'm sure they really don't, but at the same time, some I'm sure generally do. I don't know. Everybody does something for a reason, and whether well, yeah, that reason sure. was because of 9/11 or because they wanted to control some territory, or they want to get resources from a proxy war, or they wanted to fucking get all the poppies for our opium crisis that they like to fuel themselves. Like <laughs> whatever it's, the fucking reason, it's just I don't know. It's just well, bad the greed, all the way bro. around. The greed comes from no Jesus, man. Wherever it fucking comes from, it's just like, that's just what I see. It's just um, every political thing you can boil down to, it just comes to greed. It just comes from excess of people yeah. not wanting en- or not getting enough. And the greed comes from no Jesus, man. You don't think there is any sort of, um, well, I don't know. I guess you wouldn't consider them like religious because like mostly like I don't know if any of the mega government officials or no no no, like if like going back to like the mega churches I don't know if there's any like Catholic mega churches but like I guess those those people in their eyes consider themselves to have Jesus and is I think it's an extremely greedy um, kind of pitfall it's a very it's it's honestly a scam in my opinion who um, Catholics no the like those mega churches but I don't think that I don't know if there's any like that is, is limited. And I don't okay, want to so say anything about that. I'm big into like scams, like like uh, multi level marketing, pyramid schemes, con men. Like it's, I've, I take a really big interest <laughs> like, in that topic. What was that shit with like the, the Reddit thing where they said to buy all these stocks and like all? Exactly, <laughs> what was that, like that, I that prank on Wall Street. 
Yeah, the GameStop thing. I, I actually was part of that. I spent. Yeah. I I lost money because of that. I I was part of it. <laughs> um, but no, like scams are my big thing. So the biggest scams is these mega churches that basically all these pastors and shit fucking walk around in Gucci and fly in private jets and they just keep funneling and hemorrhaging money and probably straight up money launder it too. I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of tax evasion going on in terms of just the choices that they make. But I don't think any of them are Catholic. I don't think. The majority of them are in Texas. Um, okay. So that's what I was asking. I, I, I was asking if like some of the mega churches were Catholic. I don't know. But what I'm saying is like those people in their eyes consider to have Jesus in their heart. But since you're Catholic, I guess that doesn't really matter because it's not Catholic. So the, that in your opinion, that wouldn't really be accepting Jesus. That's what I was asking. It would not be. One, like okay. I said, like I've talked about this, there's a lot of Catholics that don't have Jesus. You know, <laughs> that is true. So that's what I'm saying. It's just the human nature part of greed. Yeah. So that regardless if you have Jesus or not, like you said, if even Catholics can't have Jesus, that's more of a mindset to me. Yeah, but a lot of them do, man. Yeah, but the ones that do aren't scamming. That's my point. Well, right. And, but like, that's what I'm saying. It's like just even if there are the ones that are greedy, that's not Jesus's message. You know what I'm saying? I know that's my whole entire point. Jesus doesn't want any of this. What I'm right, saying is exactly. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if Jesus is prevalent in the world, like human nature, like you're still not gonna either accept him or not accept him. Like there's still gonna be a ton of people that don't accept that shit or they just have bad morals in general. So that's why I don't know. It's just it's not really a matter of religion to me. It's more of a matter of like, are you a good person regardless of religion or not? Well, that's what religion deals with. No, I know it deals with that, but what I'm saying is like it doesn't matter if somebody's religious or not religious or if they accept Jesus or not accept Jesus. Like if you like especially if you think that they're like to accept Jesus, you can't be like that. The people that do claim to accept him and are like that are still a lot. And, oh no, that's what like, makes it worse. That's what I'm saying. It's not yeah, a religious thing. It's exactly, like a, it's a no. human thing. It's a people thing. Yeah. You know, I I'm I'm totally with you on that. But I'm, I was just trying to say that like I'm just like you know, if you just if you just follow the teachings of Jesus, and you just follow the you know just the like all if you if you follow if you listen to the gospel and you just follow his message, like you just everything's better, you know. Yeah, if it makes you be a good person, it's definitely better than not having it. Um, I think. I <laughs> I know man. I I just truly think this is not fixable. I think you're just trying to as a person individual, you listening to this, you have to make up your own path to survive this world and unfortunately that's just how it goes and I don't think society is fixable and I think I mean that's a very biblical kind of theme, right? The world's just going to descend into hell until revelations comes. Like right. isn't that the isn't that our end supposedly? Uh yes. And well, I mean, so, the, the world ends when, when Jesus comes. So but regardless if you have, so that's why I'm, I'm curious, like regardless of everybody had Jesus or not, like that's just how society is destined to come to anyway. I mean, I don't know. Cause people are saying like, well, like the world's going to end, but I'm like, well, people thought that when the Nazis were coming. So you never know. Yeah. You never know if we're going to bounce back. I mean, it's hard just, to predict. That's why you just got to hope. You know, you got to just... I just I everybody is like, oh, we're going to be in space and we're going to be so evolved. Like, no, we're not like we're not. <laughs> You're like, no, we're not. You seriously think we're, we're good enough to do that? No, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. People think we're going to be so enlightened. Technology is going to be crazy. Like, I think we're at our peak. Like, it doesn't get better than this. I think we're on the upslope yeah. now. People or we're on the downslope now. We're just going to be Halo and stuff like that. 
Yeah, no, this this is probably about as good as it gets. Maybe a little bit better with the electric car technology. There might be less gas stations when we're older, but I think that's probably going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this whole like, flying cars. That's just bullshit's never going to happen. There's no cure to cancer. Everybody's going to have fucking borderline personality disorder. Everybody's going to fucking I'm, die. I'm willing to accept that there's a cure for cancer. No, they're never going to fucking release that. There's no way. I, I'm, 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 I'm willing you to You know how much money they make off of that? Do you know how expensive that cancer-saving drug? That would be no, have to like, I, I be like a mortgage. That. It'd be a fucking mortgage to take a so, pill. I understand <laughs> that, but I I am still like willing to accept that there is one. There probably is one right fucking now. It's just never going to be publicly available. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm not saying whether or not they're going to reveal. It. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm willing to accept the fact that there is. There is going to be. There is one. Wait, no, I mean, like, that they're they're gonna... That it is going to be found. Oh. Is what I'm saying. Hopefully. I, I'm i not willing into existence. I hope there is one, but it's just from... It, it's probably not gonna be one. <laughs> just how the way shit's going. It's yeah. probably not coming. Just but, pray to God that's fixable. Because I yeah. think, obviously, the, the science and the technology of treating cancer is a lot better if they catch it than it used to be, but... I think that's probably about as best as we can do is trying to yeah. find better ways. Yeah, because have we been we we become very good at treating it, right? If they catch it early enough and it doesn't spread. Okay. I um, still don't even, and you don't even need to explain it to me because we we've already been talking for too long, anyways. But um, I still don't even really understand what cancer is, like where it comes from, and like how it's it's like it's it builds. Like I don't I don't know. Basically, <laughs> it's just a misfire of your cells and it just keeps producing a massive like that's like the lumps that you see okay it's just like dead cells just keep piling up in this mass what i don't understand is how it kills you i just know that's technically what it is it's just a bunch of dead cells that keep reproducing and multiplying with the wrong genetic code or something and it just for some reason just eventually shuts down the rest of your body if it spreads is that a recent thing or people always got cancer i think people have always gotten cancer um, I think I was watching a Vsauce video where it's like it's amazing that more humans don't get a lot more cancer all the time. Yeah, basically, in the way our genetic code is written. I yeah, I don't know. I'm very yeah. I, I, I feel like cancer is more prevalent now with everybody smoking and drinking and bad food choice and bad diet and bad exercise, but a lot of it's right, genetic right. too. So I don't know. That's also because there's more people in the world too. Right, but like you said, a lot of it is dietary. Yeah, I mean, like I said, genetics. Well, the the thing that's scary about cancer is like you can do everything right and still get it. Like it's not a guarantee. Like you can do all the good diets, cut out all the bad shit, and just try to live your life as healthy as possible, and you can, you know, still get it. Because cancer can happen anywhere you have a body part, you can get cancer. Yeah, but I mean, that's why I'm really, really Um, thankful and happy, dude. Just because like I don't have any diseases, I have all five of my senses, you know, so I can enjoy music and i can enjoy like visual art yeah i have so much anxiety about that shit i just i'm thankful every day honestly yeah (laughs) that's part of why i had to go to great (laughs) yeah that's part of why i had to go into fucking therapy because like dude this medical shit just freaks me out so like i would watch like a news article of some dude that has some genetic rare disease i probably would never get and it fucks me like holy fuck what if i have something like that you know what i mean it just it makes me go spiral yeah dude there's some diseases that are just so like Oh, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, not fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to want to do that. 
No, ma'am. Yes, uh, sorry, bro. I'll pass. <laughs> Cancer? That's a no for me. Disease? Not today. Yeah. Uh, it's not no a good way. look. <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> no good. way, Jose. My body, my choice. God's plan is going to be put on halt today, boy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, cancer-free yeah, zone, baby. It's a cancer-free zone. It's legal here. <laughs> Where are you going to sue ask you? I'm going to sue you. Can- no, nah, I, I, I don't want to go into another long debate about it, but it's just something that I've heard through my whole entire life that people but, always ask and I've always thought about the answer, but it's just one of those things like you don't know. Well, just what's the question? Like, usually, like, the, like, every time, like, I used to watch a bunch of, um, religious debates between people that are and aren't, I don't know why, I liked watching debates with anything, and the one thing that people always retorted with, you know, is, is just basically, like, the, the theme of God turning a blind eye to atrocities and stuff, so it's like, how can all this suffering be, you know, in the world, right, and then just to have the answer, oh, it's all part of the plan, so that's, well, that's no, that's what, not the answer, the answer is that, he has all that so that we know what is good because if we don't have that then we don't know what is good and the other thing is because if there is no god how is that stuff bad because if there's a bad there has to be a good you can't just have bad and like what What? there has i think suffering is i think suffering is universal like it doesn't take a fucking you know i I don't think it takes an ideology to recognize suffering well no it's blatantly it's not an ideology but like that like there's good things and there's bad things like there's things that make us go huh that's so awesome and there's things that go make us go ah oh, that fucking sucks dick you know what i'm saying <laughs> this is really ragingly not fun yeah but i mean that's why those things exist so that that we know that there's a distinction between them because we don't live in a two-dimensional world like we, we can we live in a three-dimensional world so we can see the layers and the nuances of all these things you know because there's actually this book i don't remember what the name of it was my sister was explaining to me how she read it was it was a book she read in, in high school it was where they lived in a two-dimensional society well, that's kind of cool and yeah and like you distinguished between each other based on like the the colors or something i think <laughs> It's really weird. <laughs> that kind of sounds like the the theme to The Giver. You ever read The Giver? Oh, dude, that's like one of my favorite books. I love The okay. Giver. Okay, that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, it's because like the whole argument of like the elites in the in the Giver is like, well, what you know, what if people make the bad choices and stuff like that? Because then, yeah. like, because the Giver is like, you know, wouldn't it be so great to bring back love again and have all these great emotions and stuff? But they're like, well, I mean, that would bring a lot of bad stuff at the same time. And it's like, yeah, well. You still have the good stuff, man, and you still see how that good stuff is good, you know? Yeah, I mean, to your point, like, like with that same sort of concept that was in The Giver, like, they didn't know pain until they felt it, but they didn't know what they were missing because of that sort of pain. I just think that's yeah, always in moderation. Like, that, that doesn't, like, that was more of a I'm censorship sorry. thing to me. Like, I, I never, I don't know, I, I don't, like, I think, like, you can have pain without suffering, like, I think suffering is a completely different concept oh, no, than pain yeah. to me. I think the worst kind of pain is, like, boredom. Boredom is the worst feeling ever. Which is a form of suffering. Yeah. No, just, just like, when nothing physically painful is happening to you, and you're just, just yeah. so bored, and you're just so, like, just, oh, uh, just from scrolling on your phone for, like, an hour, it just pisses you off, you know? And you're just, yeah. like, 
Oh. And but the thing is, like we we know pleasure and pain. Like we have that we have that general concept, and everybody has a belief of what's good and what's bad, right? So like, what we still do that to ourselves. But what my point is, like, I think you can experience, like, you can know what's right and wrong, and you can have pain, but you don't need to do that with suffering. Like, I feel like that's unnecessary. I feel like you can still be balanced without that. Right. Well, and that's why that's my that's that's part of my argument of like what like, that does like just because there's a bunch of suffering and evil out there that doesn't disprove the existence of God. No, it doesn't disprove it. What I'm saying is like people, it, I I think more. I, it's been a while since I've watched it, and I think more of their point was like, why would you worship something that just allows it to happen? I guess. But if it's the point of like, well, there's supposed to be evil in the world, so you know it's good. I think is a little like I I think they think it's a little bit more of a like well like it doesn't have to be that extreme like you can know what's good and bad from that you don't have to have innocent people like suffer for it you know what I mean I, I think that was their point Well I mean that's just I mean tragedies just are going to happen dude Yeah no it's regardless yeah, but that, I, I mean, that that was the point was like you well, know, yeah, I'm like not what... saying that to you specifically cuz I'm you're just saying what they were saying in the video but um yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I, I've heard that like I've for people that talk about this topic and get into debates about it, they always bring up that sort of philosophical question of suffering and you know why does God allow it versus like you're saying like it's supposed to be there, like that's well, kind of like where people kind of stop and get stuck on. That's one way, but then like the other way, like the traditional Christian view is just that there's like suffering is supposed to be like it happens so that we can learn from it and we can grow and and change ourselves. You know, I agree. I just don't think it needs to be that extreme. I think you can learn hard lessons and have a little bit of suffering, a little bit of pain to like know all the good moments. Right. I just think like there's people that don't ever have like they just their whole life is just misery until they die. They learn nothing and they gain nothing but hatred and pain. No, Yeah, but a lot of that misery is just coming from living, you know, in the Anglosphere and just living in these countries that are so well off because you don't know what it like really means to go through all of these things, you know, that they they go through in Africa or and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like like some people are never going to get that perspective. Like they're yeah, just going to exactly. die miserable and die suffering. Yeah, cuz I mean um countries that are worse off have like they're typically the happiness rates are much higher. Yeah, because they they have to force themselves to find the small joys and things and that makes yeah. them internally more happy. That's my whole point. You need to learn how to fucking navigate through yourself cuz that's the only way you're going to get through all this nonsense. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could go on this topic forever. I just think it's funny that we swear like we're not going to talk about it. And we circled back to it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd rather not talk about it. And of course, I'm like, well, what's the question? Well, the question we I think ask. it's interesting. It's we didn't bring up the same shit we brought last time. I think it's new perspectives. It just come, well, we like did, I don't know because yeah, we're not just reiterating the same thing. Exactly. I hate. I hate. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I I repeat myself, I, especially when I listen I back on these podcasts. I find I repeat myself a lot, but I at least try to you know put it in a new direction. Well, yeah, no, but you do need to establish that there's certain things about you that is like that's your thing, you know? Because I I know. Often, uh, there's things I always try to mention that I always try to mention when it comes to how I judge and critique um, art is that I love, you know, I'm a fan of mood and atmosphere and like just the rawness of things and like just the, the emotions that can make you feel and stuff like that. And right. the color and the spiciness, you know. Yeah, and it's a good thing to focus on and it just makes interesting topics. 
Right, and that's why we're not just talking about just fucking... That's how we can talk about so many different things and still, it's still, at the end of the day, in, like, interesting and it's still... And it's not just so jumbled and there's just doesn't... It's not just full filled with so many different things that you, it, there's no focus on anything. Just, no, it's a, a lot of these stuff... I'm sorry, a lot of these things just feed into one another, you know? That's the whole point, man. The universe is connected. Everything is yeah, everything man. and nothing is Through nothing. The, creator, man. the supreme creator. <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth, man. I just sounded like a redneck, but Create the heavens and the earth and this dick with his girth. Get what? fucked. Well in the Bible. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, man. Shit. I mean that's that's that like that's what I'm saying. That's another reason why why I, I believe in all this stuff. Because I mean it's like this stuff was creative. I mean, it wasn't just like it just happened. Like, like so, something did it, you know? <laughs> I honestly think, like, that's kind of the basis of our need to create things. Or we're always like, oh, we're our own gods or we're the masters of our own universe. Like, the. Well, yeah, it's because we're, we're made in the, the likeness of God, which in a way. Well, that. We're, we're, we're like God in that sense. I think also the fact too is that we feel super small, especially you know like <laughs> being a microspect of a microspect in the universe, being on a microspect on a planet. So yeah. I just think that just fucks with people's heads, and they just feel the need to you know. A lot of people always, when you ask them what do you want to do, they want to leave behind a legacy or a name, or just they want to be remembered when they're gone. They just want to have some sort of cosmic impact, so they think. Yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> You don't need to, but it is nice. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's nice. funny because like you shouldn't care about it once you are gone, but I don't know. It's just the fact that you can leave behind something when you are is pretty cool. Yeah, like Z's. You ever heard of him? Who? Z's. Z's? Yeah. The comedian? Aziz Ansari? No, he was the bodybuilder. Oh no, I don't I don't know shit about bodybuilding. Like you know all that red pill content of like, you know, like <laughs> fuck women, I wanna be with the boys. You know, I dude, want to that is. That I want you know all that stuff. A that is the that perfect. From, wait, what are you saying? That is the perfect topic for the next one we do. We oh, gotta talk about okay. that, like that, like guru, fucking bro. Yeah. Focus no, on yourself, shit. A lot of that comes from Z's, not the actual like guru part, but just the whole like, you know, like you, you don't need a fucking woman, man. Just like the boys are, are like where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Will has gone MGTOW. This is the first report. Will has been red-pilled. <laughs> That's why Will Dude, has never had a girlfriend in his life. You want to talk about scams like the fucking male version? Well, uh, yeah. No, what were you saying? No, I was saying you want to talk about scams as fucking people that sit on a camera and tell really impressionable teenage dudes that this is how you're supposed to live your life and that you'll be a better off person for doing it. It's just, it's like astrology and essential oils but like for guys yeah that's like what all that alpha male beta male bullshit is that's oh, I, I saw it in the comment on like memeing one of those videos it was like yeah. the top comment was this this is literally astrology for men exactly it really is <laughs> so it's true. just fucking stupid and it yeah, sucks because it's it's growing up a generation of people that are gonna be so closed off and just fucking asshole-ish yeah man and they no, think no, they're no, being their own I'm, boss I'm, it's like I'm shut the fuck up that, you know just yeah You'll grow out of it. It, it it's like that that fucking dude, no, like you just like I said, you can't live your life like, like that. No, but like these are people like 
the original people they have a point where like you're wasting so much goddamn time trying to chase that's, all these hoes i'm like yes amen thank you for saying that see that's the that's my problem with everything so they have a point but their alternative is not better that's okay. my problem anybody that can it's the same thing with like a lot of stuff with like feminism and I was talking about the patriarchy is like they do have a point but your alternative is not better well yeah it's like communism yeah communism sure it makes a point well but the, not yeah, even the alternatives that not <laughs> people throw that people throw that fucking word around like that doesn't devolve into day-to-day life and the way we talk to each other that's just governments and shit like that has nothing to do with us well, it's everybody just likes to use that word as a scare well, tactic no but it is an ideology just like feminism is you said where like it's a, it's trying to address and an, uh, what they believe to be an issue and stuff like that yeah like i said i think everybody that you know points out injustices or just hypocrisy or the double standards of the society we live in like they better have a better alternative Red pill, baby. and most of them don't <laughs> like their their answers to these problems are not good and it yeah, creates man. more of that problem answers, men- that's what i'm telling you i know i've mentioned this the whole podcast but like the answers won't come to you unless you have jesus man <laughs> but some people don't know what that means they he don't know the how to apply that season, to man. their life and I mean, like i said it's point of faith you just gotta trust in it dude what i'm saying is like people know like most people are not going to know how to apply that correctly in their life especially if like other people don't tell that's my whole point is like the people sitting in front of those cameras that are listening to this red pill shit like they're there thinking that this is going to be a better alternative and they don't know how to truly accept whatever that problem is like men and women have never been more i would i mean obviously back in the day it was more segregated because they couldn't even fucking vote you know handful of decades ago yeah, but just in terms <laughs> oh my god no seriously you're, like the whole... you're really hitting all the fucking cancel points well no because when you see all of these these uh, um, i swear you know when you see all these surveys like the majority of women just vote based oh, on shit, they'll lose you. and it's you like go? wait what happened you can hear me Can you hear me? I lost you, I think. But you can hear me now. Holy shit, did my headphone die? What the fuck happened? Are you back? Yeah, hello. You cut out for a second. Oh, okay, you can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you now. No, but like, I mean, when, when people complain about all these rules that were in the past, it's like, it is important to understand why they were in place. You know, I think it was, it was like this British, um, um, philosopher, he t- he was saying how like there's laws that like are so old, um, how like we don't even know how they were, how they how they became, like how they came to be, but it's like it was better that we didn't question that. <laughs> it's better they didn't question the laws because they were uh, old. Is that what you're saying? Wait, what were you saying? Yeah, are you yeah, saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Interesting. Like how how we would have been better off if we didn't. Um, if we would have just kept them that way. Obviously, no, I do not think that we should still <laughs> slavery. If anyone is, no, that is not slavery. I love, terrible. I love if you're like, women voting, we could have kept that one, but no, slavery, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, oh my God. I'm never gonna. You are really red pilled. Holy shit, Will. No, but dude, I'm never gonna, like, try to make it a law that women should not have the right to vote. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, like. My whole point was like we like men and women are always going to have this like deep rooted disconnect, right? We're always going to hate each other, but just forced to fucking do it because we can't keep our dicks in check or we're just not wanting to be alone. But I just it's weird. Like 
I, I even bring it up to my girlfriend sometimes. I was like, do you like, like, do you feel a disconnect sometimes? Like, it's just like men complaining about women, women complaining about men. That's just what we do. I actually don't remember. I need to ask her again. I wish I remembered because it'd be really interesting for this, but I kind of sorry for setting up and falling it flat, but I don't remember. <laughs> do you think though that like the red pill stuff is like the opposite of feminism? Yes, it's a pol- they're yeah. polar opposites. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. They are the same thing, just flipped. I think they're inversions of each other. Right. No, but at the same time, I do still think that there is some good red pill content out there that where like we can. No, I I learned a lot of stuff from that because um you know like a, a big point that this guy who he makes really good videos actually his name's Cole Hastings. He he said that a lot of this red pill content well like in retrospect yeah he doesn't watch he's like yeah i don't want to watch it anymore because it, it has serves no purpose to my life anymore but it did instigate a lot of these better decisions and stuff like that but um one of them was how it, it taught him the big lesson how relationships are not how they are in movies where you just yeah. find the person who you're just like destined to be with and that you know you have a fight but then you come back together and it's all perfect again it's like that's just that's not how relationships are then again yeah i have never been in a relationship so i wouldn't really know i so but, my advice to you yeah. will is you know finding the right person i would not take any of that advice into a relationship you get into it's just going to not make it work and i i'm telling you from experience wait what advice like the okay so let me let me do a bit a basic sum up so I think this pertains to very left-wing content and also like very right-wing red pill content, whether it's feminism versus menism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The one thing that you can get some sort of good advice is a lot of them focus more on independence and a lot of it is they yeah. try to be self-motivating and it sometimes <laughs> is good, but I think it comes from a, a wrong place of self-motivation. I think for both of them, it comes, it just ends up becoming an avoidance of responsibility. So I think you're so wrapped up into society is against me in this way. So I'm going to treat this person like that. I think that's my main problem with it. So you can take all of the good self-help advancements, like, you know, they're very like, keep your emotions in check, be a man, do responsible things, you know, make your own money, start yeah, a business, a cut down true. some trees. But yeah. When they're talking about like the double standards of society, I wouldn't bring that into a relationship. It's just going to cause tension. You're supposed to find people that you know that you can work with, and if you go into a relationship with that mindset, it will fail. Well, I mean that's the thing. Hundred percent. I okay. I I never really have thought about applying this in a relationship because I don't even like I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't really give a shit. You so I'm not. I so. I can guess that because you and me are very different in the way I guess we perceive things in terms of like what that means. So I'd imagine without speaking for you that you're going to want that traditional nuclear family like you're the head of the house. You oh, sure. have the love. OK, so yeah. I'm going to be different in that way from you. So I don't like I feel like for your relationship, it's probably going to be a lot different than mine are. So I don't know if it's going to be a, really that big of a problem for you. But for a lot of people that don't have that specific structure, that they're just trying to find out who they are and they're trying to navigate this world and they've never you know, even kissed a girl yet they're watching videos about what to do and what to avoid, I just it's not going to work out. I mean, That's back just, in the day... You didn't have that, and you just got married when you were sixteen, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, but that was more like that was a different environment, though. Well, we yeah, have, I know. yeah. 
but at the same that's time that's totally like, different also like even like 30 years ago i don't think there was all this bullshit about like dating advice yeah and i'm not up here on a pedestal like you know i've you know made my fair share of mistakes and it's oh, hard yeah, to like relations relationships are very hard and i just think that watching that kind of content whether it's feminist content or red pill content it makes your relationships 10 times harder well, it's no, already hard enough it, don't yeah, make right, your yeah, right. it just causes more suffering just don't do it to yourself yeah. you'll find no, that but, out no, you were explaining, <laughs> right you were explaining with the relationships and how they're hard. It's kind of the reason why I don't do it. It's just because it's so much stupid stress that I don't want. Because I have other things that I enjoy doing. You know, like this podcast or my guitar, my reading, my studies, like my linguistic studies. All of these great things that like, you know, I mean, it just takes away time for me. <laughs> so here's the thing though. Like a relationship is supposed to be like, it's difficult because you're supposed like, it's like the pain and pleasure. Like you're supposed to go through hard things to realize how the you know, all the good that it does. There's a lot of good things like besides sex. I feel like most people place sex, a really big importance in relationships. That's like, if that's the only thing that's good in your relationship, you shouldn't be together. Like if that's the only thing two people have in common. So I'm not talking about this. Like you need to date women because you know, you're feeling horny or sad all the time. There's a lot of really like, there's, there's so many benefits to having a good relationship. Like, you know, you have somebody you can depend on. You have somebody to trust on. Like you actually oh, yeah. feel like, like that like version of love. Genuine, like connection with someone. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I have wonderful conversations with my girlfriend. We love the same type of music. We get to experience going to concerts together. Um, like we do a lot of really good stuff, and it's like, like you want, like as much, like we're social creatures. Like we need people in our corner. Like when you're having a bad day, there's nothing like you know having your girlfriend stroke your hair. You know what I mean? Like it's just, this is a bunch of good that comes with it, and also like the conversations. Like I'm sure I'll take your word for it. No, seriously. Like it's like there's a lot. Like yeah, it's a lot of work, but so is everything else. Like every job you do is going to be lots of bullshit, but then it would make you more money. Like there's always pros and cons to everything. So like if you view relationships, like I don't want to do it because it's too much stress and too much hard work. Like you're missing out on good things. I'm telling you. Also like the, I don't want to do it. It's not like there's just people lining up that want to be my girlfriend. Yeah, but it's not going to be like that forever. Like I'm just, no, but I I still have like friends that are girls. It's not like I don't know how to talk to girls or, I mean, I just, I just like having friends. You know, no, my point is like, there is going to be a day if you're, if, even if you're not actively seeking it, there is going to become a time because you're not a bad looking dude. Like you're not going to well, like, it's you. just like when you're going to call it like, I'm not college, but like when you're older, like this becomes less of a problem because people just, for the most part, I'm speaking generally become less shallow and vain in that way. And they actually just are mm-hmm. in the same kind of boat They They've never met, you know, they've, <laughs> Like you'll you'll end up in the right place at the right time with somebody eventually. So what I'm saying is like if you have that mindset, even if you're not actively seeking it now and you couldn't care and don't want to do the work, if you have that thought the rest of your life, it's just gonna cause you more like loneliness. It's like you just don't want to be that guy. It's just gonna make you better. Oh well, yeah, no, I don't want to be that guy who's like 50 years old and like doesn't know how to talk to. <laughs> well, it's no, it's not even that. Like you just you don't want to go into a relationship with that mindset. You will fail. And since you've never been in one, if, when you're with the right person, obviously you can get into a relationship with all the wrong reasons just because you've never been in one. So that's you. But again, you have to go through that. You have to go through a bad relationship. You have to go yeah, through okay. bad breakups. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was you have to. Like, is it, yeah. 
because like to your point later or earlier about you know the gone thing why does all that bad shit exist so you know what the good is like you have like yeah man having a good relationship is so fucking awesome like it really is no like having 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 somebody you love is incredible so you have to go through bullshit to get to that point you can't just have it you gotta work for it man yeah it's good for you it's good for you to go through some shit yeah exactly and it's just um you know i mean i mean we've had our fair share of just like arguments and stuff like that but (laughs) yeah but i'm I'm not like i'm not coming from like i'm talking about like like a real argument like you get into you get into deep with somebody we're never like punching and shit (laughs) no no that's not what i'm saying but like like you like your first argument with the girl that you're dating is going to be the toughest because it's like somebody that you love but you're in like a bad place and i mean like i said some of that red pill shit is true like there are people that are awful and they're going to take advantage of you and they're vain and they just want your money like they're like those people exist but that's what i'm saying you have to go through that shit to recognize the red flags you have to go through that because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just gonna you know fall into the wrong relationship with the wrong person and then they're gonna just just completely shatter your heart and just you know completely destroy your trust and then you're just gonna be a bitter person and think everybody's out to get you yeah do you think a lot of that just comes from like premature relationships yes okay. i think people yeah. are not ready a lot of people are not ready to be in a relationship and then they get into one and experience all this bullshit and then it just makes them a worse person. So I feel like it's something to take seriously and everybody likes to just fuck around and throw themselves at the first person they see because it's about liberation. But I just think it does everybody a disservice because it just makes you a worse person if you don't take any sort of, you know, severity because like you playing with emotions, like it's a very strong chemical in our brain. Right, and that's why I still believe in all of the church's teachings about relationships and the certain restrictions that come with it. It's just because like these things are, are, are very strong, and you can't just just do that with anybody, you know. And you can't just you know you can't just do it when you're not ready. If you know what I'm saying? That's the one thing I kind of like. There's a lot of religious stuff that I disagree with, but I think the one thing, like obviously, not really so like the control aspect. I. I don't think you should get in a relationship with somebody just because you want to start a family. I don't. Th- I think that's the wrong reason. I think if you love somebody and that's the right person, it's wonderful to have a family. But I don't think. I think forcing people to have that as a narrative is not a good thing. But that's here or there. What I'm saying is the one thing I do agree with with religion is that the severity that they like the relationship means something. I yeah. think. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's people that are polyamorous or have other views and whatnot, but. For me, it works, and I think that's the one thing that sometimes people kind of hurt themselves so they don't understand, like, what does this actually mean to you? Are you passing time? Do you actually love this person? Um, you know, I don't yeah, think it's exactly. things to take lightly. And that's why I always, like, growing up, that's why I always wanted a girlfriend is because I didn't have all of these pastimes, which now I do. And now I'm so happy, and I'm happier than I've ever been because of that, you know? And that's good. And I think you have to focus on that. I'm just saying like you have to go through the bullshit. You, you got to experience right. what you can't have and what you can't. You have to find where your line is. You have to find what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not willing to compromise on. Because I think that's the one thing that that red pill and the feminism teaches people is that any amount of annoyance is automatically the other person's fault and you don't have to deal with it. And I think <laughs> that's a bad way to be. I think you have to have compromise. You have to again you have to find that line so if there's too much compromise then i don't think that's good either you have to find that balance and that's the most difficult thing but i think that's my big problem with that is 
you know, it just teaches people that they can flee at the first sign of danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like never confront anything. Exactly. And, and I, I think yeah. And that's okay. You gotta fucking get through it, dude. You gotta yeah. just find a better way to go. Yeah. Well thanks for telling me I'm not a bad looking guy. That made my day. <laughs> Well, because that's the first thing you think of. Like, obviously, you take care of yourself. You go to the gym, you know. So it's like, no, but you're I mean, good. But to, you're thing, good to go. Though. I mean, it's like, a lot of people, they don't. I swear, like, just like, we don't look look to other people how we think we do. It's really weird, and I know that there is like, yeah. like a like a psychological thing to it, and that's where like Bro. dysmorphia comes from. Everybody on the planet is insecure, and I always like I've like attraction is so fucking subjective like just because somebody doesn't find you attractive or somebody finds you ugly like there is somebody that actually does find you attractive i mean if you're unconventionally like (laughs) if you're not conventionally attractive i think it's a lot more difficult but you eventually find somebody that does like you for you so everybody's insecure everybody goes to that shit it's right honestly i always hated the fact that i had curly hair growing up i always like i i wanted to have like a bowl cut and be able to like flip my hair i thought like all the other guys that did that i thought that was like the coolest thing i thought i was like why can't i have that i was so mad and i was like i always thought i was so fat and like that i was like bad at sports and stuff like that dude the shit you have to just accept is there's girls are gonna fucking hate that you have curly hair and there's girls are gonna love that you have curly hair it's just it doesn't matter fuck dude now i'm like yeah you know what i got my juke i got my juke bro (laughs) (laughs) zero fucks given that yeah yeah, so that's like it's just that that shit doesn't even matter. Like you're fine. Like you'll like if the right person comes along, it'll be good. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, man. I mean, I love myself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all it takes, dude. Like girls don't. I mean, for the most part, girls don't want somebody that's fucking like just down on themselves all the time or just totally right. insecure. Yeah. Just so. Like, uh, like you don't have to be some, overly confident or faking yeah. confidence with every single turn, but you know, some it's like with me, like I. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I don't like that shit either. Like, if if someone I'm with just oh is insecure God, all the time, I cannot stand, especially like male feminists, bro. <laughs> yeah, they but dude, they only do that because they want pussy. Like, they don't actually believe no, that exactly. shit. They're just doing and it to get laid. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to. Yeah. Like, they don't want to offer anything. It's just because like those people, they don't offer anything when they're so pissed off about how these how all these douchebags get all this stuff. It's because at least those guys have they have something to offer, you know. As opposed to yeah, just exactly. <laughs> it's all fake, and they just they they want to get as much as amount of pussy for as least amount of work, and they just think agreeing with women is the only way to do that. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's why Jesus would disapprove. Jesus is the opposite of a simp. Like you don't think he had hoes? You don't think he was sitting around a tree and people were throwing their hair at him? Oh yeah, I mean obviously <laughs> people probably thought he was attractive, but like you know, he never. I bet he had him. no, but he never he never chased them. Like Jesus is so against that, you know. You never know. He's like he's what? like yeah, probably shouldn't write that down. He probably had hoes. Nah, man. Jesus did not have <laughs> he had an entourage, dude. He had twelve dudes following him around, writing shit. <laughs> yeah, man. They were they were that's the boys, man. The apostles. The boys. Those are the boys. You know. The boys. The, um, the apostles <laughs> are the boys. Yeah, no, I. You know, it's yeah, just man. Like a, a picture of like the apostles, and it's like me and the boys are going to Walmart. Y'all need anything? <laughs> <laughs> he had hoes. There's no way Jesus didn't have hoes. He did not. Well, he did, but not in the way that you're saying. Martin Luther King even had hoes, bro. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> we could talk a lot about that. <laughs> no, no but, I remember yeah. um 
where he was assassinated he was like in the the hotel thing of like where he was gonna bang a hooker yeah it was like a motel too it was fucking like not a good place to die yeah <laughs> not a good look bro and that's not a good look marty <laughs> marty what are you doing <laughs> bro you're killing me oh man but but people are complicated like like then like everybody can have hoes it's okay except jesus <laughs> what's wrong with having hoes well i mean jesus the whole point of how he why he can't do that if you know what i'm saying is because if he only gives all of himself to one person he's not giving all of himself to everyone you know because the whole point is that he's here to save everyone not just one person you know so you're saying he had orgies then uh no that is not what I'm <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. No, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm just fucking you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I said, I think you just have to just take things seriously. Don't get into one just to get into one. I think that's my advice to you. Yeah, and I, I totally believe you. Like, um, I am, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> if it happens, so what? Move on. There's millions of people. Like, there's eight fucking what nine billion know, people on this planet it's so complicated when i'm thinking of like oh do i want to try to do do like get with this girl or do i want to try to ask about this girl and it's like i don't know there's so many fucking people <laughs> honestly and if you do online dating that makes it 10 times worse because it feels like you have unlimited options like you don't want to sell like well what if somebody better comes along and it's easier just to fucking toss this person aside i haven't even seen him in person yet like it just it becomes yeah like trading cards so never be very careful of online dating i i don't yeah that. well if you ever decide to dip your toe just remember like if you find somebody don't think that there's somebody else better waiting for you like the grass is going to be always greener is what i'm saying are you saying that is true yeah the grass is always greener. do you think that applies no, to you i'm okay so in 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 objective in objective whatever the fuck version of that word in Jesus Christ I can't talk in in objectively for the whole grand scheme of things yes it is technically true the grass there's there's always going to be somebody but there's too many fucking people on this planet there is always somebody that is going to be better than the person you're currently going to be dating that is a fact however if you think like that you will fucking self destruct you cannot I'm have that like wanting the better thing. <laughs> exactly. You will drive yourself crazy. Wait, it's like, it is like, you know, it's like you could settle now and get what you have, which is pretty great. Or you could just, and try 90, to, you could lose everything. If you try to go over it a little bit more, you know, and 90% of the time people lose. So yes, my point is like, it's just cause like, they're going to have the same thing about you. Like you're going to, you know, have a nice conversation with somebody. Then they're going to have the same, Hey, this other person that I like more hit me up bye-bye so it just it, it's a two-way street it's a two-way street it's not good to do so just remember that you can be content with somebody that you like and not think that there's going to be something better out there for you you will drive yourself insane but also so. i do think that all these fucking simps that are obsessed with these, these women that they barely even know get the fuck over her seriously yeah, but because they're in it for the wrong reason, they're just doing it because they're lonely. Yes, and they're desperate. If you're in it for the it's, reason. it's desperation that causes simpness. Oh yes. Because people send hundreds of dollars to jack off to a girl they've never met. Like that's oh, crazy. Oh my god, that is the most pathetic fucking thing. 
Yeah. I could go on for like a whole another three hours about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's not a good way. It's it's not a good look, bro. Yeah, not a good look, bro. That's the destruction of our society right there. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even it's it's honestly sad because I, part of me like I don't give a shit. People can make their money and fucking do whatever, but also another part of me is like it is taking advantage of like desperate people. It, yeah, and that's also a lot of people that like are trying to sell you on some shit of how you can lose weight and they're just trying to take advantage of these people that are just they're just depressed and they just are just looking for a way to lose weight because like they're just you know but they're like they're i think taking, with, they're taking advantage of these people which is really awful with any anytime you're selling a product to somebody majority of the time it's basically fueled off of some sort of desperation or some you're you're exploiting some weakness in somebody to have them spend money to get it for the most part. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'm in an industry where I sell entertainment, right? So it's like I I let people have the opportunity to blow their life savings on something that's probably more expensive than they can afford. And it kind of makes me like awkward sometimes because there's times where people like really want something expensive and it makes me very like uncomfortable when they bring out like, oh, I can't like really afford this or oh, my wife's going to kill me. And I'm like, then don't get it. Yeah, exactly. I'll make I'll help you I'll help you find something cheaper like it's like I don't like the the thing that's hard for me to come across to people or the thing that's hard to get across to people is like I don't I want you to like the thing that you have I want like I want music to accentuate your life I'm not here to try to sell you something expensive because it's an expensive thing like I and everybody says that but it's hard to you know because everybody's bullshitting they want to sell you something but um, like I I really will not like I, I will recommend cheaper shit. Like I can do it. It's not a problem. Right. That's why, <laughs> that's why like, I mean, if I ever were to have like a supplement company or something like that, or like a protein powder company, like if I ever did that, I wouldn't do it just cause like, I'm trying to sell you, I would be like, no, I want you to buy this. Cause like, I want working out to be like, I, I, I want you to just have like a happier, healthier life. And I want you to, yeah. um, you know, just like have working out as like a hobby and something that you love to do and not just something that you're trying to do to impress other people and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, if I could afford it, I'd fucking give it away. You know, like I, if I ever get to the point where I make ungodly amounts of money, like I would do a bunch of programs of giving like instruments to kids and shit. Like I would do a bunch of that, like nice stuff too. Win the lottery. Give, every, <laughs> give everybody Charvels. <laughs> Dude, Charvels are so good. They can end suffering. Like Charvels and suffering. can end suffering they can end racism they can end <laughs> poverty dude charvel's are the solution man <laughs> yeah i mean to me it's sometimes it's just awkward to have to go through that because it's like i really like like there's times where i've told people like then just don't get it or just talk to your wife first like don't make this ruin your fucking whatever yes exactly. like figure your shit out like pay your bills <laughs> dude like handle your priorities before you buy something yeah, it's like sorry bro i gotta pay the xbox live membership I know priorities are fucked. I don't but think I pay for that anymore. I thought you have to to fucking continue to play. No, I pay for the the Game Pass, which it just has like a, a very good selection of games actually that you could just download for free with the subscription. Mm. Um, I paid for that one. I don't think I paid for the Xbox Live. I've never paid for any gaming subscription i've always just played with my friends i've never i've never owned yeah, the xbox dude, or playstation I i've always just, played pc video games are just almost dead to me 
you just don't get enjoyment from them anymore no unless i'm like with my my brother and sister i don't i get like absolutely like i would need to be on something to enjoy it honestly oh i see i mean it it depends like every once in a while i might enjoy it but then i'm just I, i'll just start thinking to myself like you know I, i'd rather be doing this i'd rather be doing that or like you know it's just like it just gets it just gets sick of it you know no i feel you and like i think again i think it's just the case of overstimulation it just you it just gets old <laughs> yeah but then again um when you play a game that is very well designed you feel it and you feel entertained like every step of the way but a lot of games that are commercially like a lot of most like mainstream games are just they're just so repetitive and like you just get so sick of it so easily well this is my experience some people love video games and they find they find a lot of great joy from them and that's awesome i just don't really necessarily have that I think it just like I don't know. I, I feel like if you have the right mindset about it, and if you get joy in other things, and it doesn't make you numb, I think you're perfect for it. But I also think like again, you just have to have the right mindset. It you can't like because like I so like I I've just come to a realization where I can enjoy something and you know really be into that one thing and then just lose interest and it's okay like i don't feel depressed that you know something that i used to love doesn't give me joy anymore because oh, yeah, there's I other really things think that about will cuz yeah. i just, i only use my xbox to watch movies like with the discs and stuff like that yeah and yeah i mean just whatever you want to do i think you have just to do a lot of stuff like i think like if i didn't get enjoyment out of music like i do i think i'd be in the loop of just playing video games all because I don't play any video games at all anymore. When I, when I moved out, I didn't get like a nice computer or a TV or anything. I just, I, the most I do is just watch movies and shows. Like I haven't played video games in forever and it's fine. Mm -hmm. I play them all the time. And growing up, like I played every day on the computer. I mean, also like there are some exceptions though. Like if I was forced to, play through the campaigns of halo one and two i would enjoy myself i love those oh yeah um i also yeah, yeah. not saying you... yeah or like smash bros that that game is those are excellent i love smash bros especially like it's, it's a good party game it's a good competitive game they have so much content and like versatility to them you know yeah they yeah. and i think I, again it's a communal thing so i think if you're sitting you know, in your fucking basement and you're just getting angry and you're just playing video games all day, it's not good. But, like, if you play with your friends and you make it, like, a weekend thing, like, it's just a fun social event that y'all do. Or people that do it professionally or they win in tournaments, like, there's an extra added step to it. You're not just being sucked into being antisocial and just sitting and just being distracted by all the colors and just that. I think that's damaging, but... Yeah, do you think... Because um, it's, it's interesting, though, because, like, I think video games are still seen worse as opposed than like movies and tv shows it's it's definitely more stimulating because you have like you have control you have more of an exactly you have more of an active role in it and i i think somebody can be just as addicted to movies and shows or celebrities for that matter than video games it just depends on who the person is my point is like no matter what entertainment medium it is you have to just have that moderation like you have to you know take a break and do other shit and be healthy and you know calm your mind down because oh, yeah. you don't want to be fucking numb yeah, and like honestly, I wouldn't be that adverse to just 
adding like a like a thirty minute video game thing just like as a part of my day, just to just to have something in terms of variety sake, you know. Yeah, and you'll get bored and then you'll go back into it. It's just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so do we want to do we want to end it here by picking some stuff like pick pick two albums for the next episode? Uh, sure. Let's see. So what do you? Yeah. I think I don't know. I I have to really think about it. So I think we can just end on this topic and then I'll bring up the next two for the next one. I have Uh, to really think about it. Yeah, sure. That's 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 good. All right, man. All right. This was long. (laughs) I know. I I really. Yeah. It is. That's why I can't do any fucking longer and end it right now. But (laughs) end it. Goddamn it! We'll talk for another hour. Uh, Bye.